This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. I am Dan, the comic book man. Dan, the comic book man, is here in studio. It is a blazing uh, Sunday afternoon on the day that we'll be recording this. So you might hear some fans in the background. I'll do my best to do my audio magic to get them out of the way, but uh, hey, we can't it is die bad. Here, yeah, we, it is. We, it's we, pretty we bad out there. We're in a basement. There. Yeah, it's ninety degrees. We, I'm not looking to die out here. But I've got my bottle of water, and Dan's got his beer of choice, because we are here to do battle. It's been quite some time uh, since we've done one-on-one battle as part of the Which Was Worse series of Major Issues podcast episodes. We decided a long time ago when we started this podcast that, uh, you know, certain movies probably get too much of a bad reputation. And so we figured that we would start this, uh, which was worse series, where we would take these movies that have a horrible reputation and start to pin- put them up against other films that we know have a bad reputation and try to argue which one is actually worse. What ends up actually happening on the other side of the, the tunnel is that we end up growing appreciation for some of these films yeah, while it's defending them. the strangest them. thing ever. <laughs> There's been so many movies on these Witches Worse that either I have defended or I've had to go against. Where I'm just like, damn, this is not that bad of a movie. Like, there is so much worse movies out there. Yeah. And I may be lying, but um, this might be one of the first ones where we, where both of us had seen neither one of these properties uh, before going in, there might have been one other episode where that's something uh, similar, but I almost as far as doubt I it. can think, no, yeah, because there's been times where I haven't seen either my movie I'm defending or the movie you're defending, right? Like, I've never seen Superman 4 until then, I never saw Ghost Rider 2 until then, or Electra, right? But this is the first time where I ha- this is my first viewing of both movies, and I'm both oh. watching them a day apart. I hadn't seen Catwoman or Electra. Oh, you had? Yes, that's right. Catwoman you didn't see Electra. Catwoman yeah. or Electra. Yeah, that's why I I'm saw Catwoman. So I saw feelings. Catwoman way back even when I was knee high to a duck. So right, I right. know Catwoman. Yeah, but this was yeah. I've never seen uh, Jonah Hex or Howard the Duck. Yeah, that's exactly the two films that will be going head to head today. It will be Jonah Hex and Howard the Duck. Uh, two films, two completely different films uh, from completely way different. different eras in comic book filmmaking um we flipped the even coin. in stylistic choices in, in movie ways like these are two totally different movies like a howard the duck movie could never survive today well in 2010 and a jonah hex movie would never survive in the 80s right 
Um, these two characters are are actual factual comic book characters. Uh, Jonah Hex making his um, comic book debut in All Star Western number ten in February of nineteen seventy two. Jesus, Jesus, you fifty year old character, forty nine year old character. And Howard the Duck and Adventure into Fear nineteen in December of nineteen seventy three. Oh my God! A forty-eight-year-old character. Yeah, these so are, these, these are, are old characters. Now, both of these characters mostly stuck to their own genre when it came to these their kind of comic. You know, like Howard was always going to get into wacky stuff, and Jonah was always going to have some sort of spaghetti western uh, adventure. But yeah, initially when this had all started, the last thing we did as part of which was worse was the tournament. We did the which was worse tournament. Because uh, we had did eight episodes up until that point, and yeah, um, and the last which was worse before that was what December? It would have been because you do it quarterly. Would have been Charlie the Incredible Hulk and Justice League. If yep, I'm not mistaken, there you go. Um, so we, we there's a bunch of movies I think that are still that can still qualify for the which was worse series, but two of the films that we thought about that we had no background on that we heard all these terrible things about. One was Howard the Duck, and one was Jonah Hex. Um, we were supposed to flip a coin, as we usually do, unless we feel as if one of us strongly wants to defend a film. And I kind of chose Howard the Duck. So uh, I'm going to get into Howard the Duck, and we'll talk about Howard the Duck, and then you can make your your claims as to why you think Howard the Duck is a worse film than Jonah Hex. And then I will pass it over to you. Should um, be easy enough. But Howard the Duck is a 1986 American science fiction comedy film. Comedy film, directed by Willard Willard Willard. Directed by Willard Huck. Willard, yeah. But is it Huck? I I would I would go Huck. (laughs) And starring Leah Thompson, Jeffrey Jones, and Tim Robbins, based on the Marvel. Also, wouldn't shouldn't it be starring Ed Gale too? Since he is. The voice of Howard the Duck? I don't think they... You you didn't see on the posters for Star Wars uh, R2-D2 or yeah, C-3PO but, ever. Yeah, but R2-D2, like, you know, C-3PO, those were two totally different characters. This is literally the titular character. So y- your titular character doesn't even get a starring role. Well, the titular character definitely got the starring ro- role in Howard the Duck. The but duck, not top billing. But the thing is, the bill. <laughs> no, no. I guess, I guess one could argue that the physical acting was done by someone that you could then credit. But you can, you know, not to sound harsh here, put anybody in that duck suit. You understand? But if it's you're about going the voice acting. But I'm saying if you're going for. But I mean, you've seen how many Ninja Turtle movies at this point? Are you telling me? Oh my God! Ever since they changed Donatello's voice. Those Ninja Turtles have never been the same. No, that's true. It's all that's the same. True. It's all just an okay. accent. It's all just biting on a cigar and uh, talking and talking your crap. Yeah, but jo- but Johnny Knoxville was a great Leonardo. Um, maybe, but yeah, uh, this is a film that has George Lucas as its executive producer. Well, Dan Willard Huck is, Huck, Huck is his boy. Is that his boy? That's he's did a lot of the animatronics for his movies. Nah, he see. went on and he went. Hey, Willard Hick went on to animate Toy Story, Toy Story Two, Finding Nemo, and Monsters Inc. How do you go from going from Howard the Duck to Toy Story in the span of not even seven years? No, exactly seven years. Eighty-seven to nineteen ninety-four, seven years. 
things change. But obviously, um, this film had to be made. You know, this they said it was something that had to do with contra- contractual obligations. It was initially supposed to be an animated film, um, and yeah, it gets some it gets some critiques as a as a financial failure, and um, maybe wasn't as funny as people thought it was. But this film knows exactly what it is, then. And this film is a film that, I mean, think about it. We were all about these animatronic animals or creatures. Well, that's because Jim Henson out. was doing amazing things at that time. But I'm talking about like Harry and the Hendersons. You got stuff like this, dinosaurs. Like, we always, like, we, we couldn't have enough, uh, even the Ninja Turtles movies of that time, we couldn't have enough of these animatronic uh, animals and animatronic and anthropomorphic animals. A lot of anthropomorphic out. creatures with, with little kids or teenage girls uh, just well, roaming around the streets of the city. Well, I mean, they live their life. Are you judging these ducks and how they live their life? I'm not judging these ducks and how they live their life, but we'll, we'll get to there where I'm where I'm judging this movie. Um, we ha- with a budget of thirty to thirty-seven million, this film made thirty-eight million dollars. I would say, that, I would say that, 30, that seven million was all marketing and stuff. So, well, yeah, it's definitely a thirty million dollar budget. At least it made something back. Yeah, it made it made money back, Dan. Isn't that the whole point? Of movies, money. It didn't make a but the, it, cold hard it cash. Was, yeah, but do you really want to make a movie to break even? No, but if the alternative is to make a movie that it's, it's a fourth that makes back a fourth of his uh, production cost, I mean that's surely that's surely a sign of bad quality. You see, like I said, how would the duck? Oh, oh and by the way, I went and I sourced, uh, you know, opinions. I went to various places on Facebook. And it is almost a, uh, uh, what is that, a landslide. What, a cult classic? Cult classic, Howard the Duck. People are saying that they were disappointed in Jonah Hex. You understand? Well, because those people don't know what taste is. Oh, is that That's it? That's what it is. Don't, those people don't know what taste is. Howard the Duck is a simple story. You know, uh, Howard's 27 years old, as you can see in his face. Uh, he lives in, on, Yeah, in his bill. His bill tells it all. He lives on Duck World. You know, it's kind of like Earth, but it just has a bunch of um, ducks on it, and it's orbited by two moons. Really stretching that creative, con- that creative control, those creative juices right there, Duck World. Oh yeah, but then you go and watch uh, what you call it, Ducktales, or you go and watch uh, Goofy, whatever the heck. Doesn't make. And right. those animals all have animals as pets. None of it makes sense, Dan. You understand? For real, like Mickey Mouse has a pet dog, but his best friend is a dog. Yeah. Yep. And he's and he's a mouse. And he's a mouse. He should be lower on that food chain. So my boy's just doing what you do. He's chilling up on like a Saturday, I want to say. And he... It seemed very Saturday-ish, like a Friday night-ish on like a summer weekday. Yeah. Um, and he's just chilling out and reading himself some play... Uh, play bill. Play bill. Play duck. Play duck, play bill. You Too know, many play on words. There or... might have been a little bit of nudity. or A little bit, a of... Little bit of nudity. It's a, it was a duck, though. You know, it was classy. You understand? So he's just there reading his play duck in the living room. And all of a sudden, his chair just lifts out of his apartment. It busts through a bunch of walls in a traumatic event that could have killed this man. And then he gets shot into outer space. All right? Oh, you're not going to gloss over the fact that he broke through an apartment. Two, not only did he break through two apartments and survive, but one of those apartments, which had duck titties 
This movie had duck titties before the That's the, not even the a title statement. card. What are, what are you saying? One of these apartments had you, duck titties. What do you duck mean? Duck titties, meaning that you saw duck titties. Mallard memories were wow. shown on display. Listen, I didn't know you had such uh, sensitive sensibilities, Dan. That duck was taking a shower. She, she was taking not, a bath. She did not know that a uh, love seat would go careening <laughs> through her bathroom <laughs> tiles. Ashley took a shower. This th- there's equal opportunity here. There there's no women, you know, um, objectified in this film. You feel me? They, no, just rape scenes. There are no rape scenes. There are rape scenes. No, there are no rape scenes. There are. Don't they, let it. You can go to the insinuation of that. Only one of our films has an active prostitute in it. You understand? Well, uh, listen. R- she in. wanted better things for oh, herself. Oh, did she? She wanted better things for her life. Well, listen. We'll we'll talk about Wild Wild West in a bit. But <laughs> don't do don't but do that. He lands on Earth and he lands in Cleveland. Uh, he sees a woman God, getting attacked he lands by in Ohio people. He sees Ohio. A, uh, he sees a uh, woman being attacked by thugs. Um, and then he uses his quack foo. To Defender. He uses his quack foo. You see how this man is saying it with his... Stra- I can't... You guys have to see the fact that he said the quack film, foo. The film is called, again, Howard the Duck. If you're going in here with any sense of seriousness, I feel like you've already you've already missed the plot. It's not this, even about the seriousness. This is a... Quack foo? Quack foo. Duck foo? I'm almost certain that's a, that's a thing. Doesn't... What's his face? No duck, duck foo? foo? Sounds, like a, sounds like a damn dish. No like wow. I go to a Korean restaurant and I have some duck foo with a side of yellow rice. It is. No, oh, duck foo is a game, apparently. That's just. Uh, yeah. Yep. Duck foo is a game, people. Go buy the game Duck Foo. And then Howard the Duck comes up. Quack foo. All right. Quack. You can have Way of the Spider, but you can't have Quack foo. I don't say that Way of the Spider isn't a dumb name. Ha- I'm just saying. It, I'm but, saying if you- of, but Peter Parker making a Way of the Spider type of Kung Fu style sounds a lot more cooler than Howard the Duck knowing Quack Fu. I think you got something against ducks. I, I might have a little something. I think we're realizing. They're a little a, bit condescending. I think we're realizing a bias here, sir. Because he he defends a woman. He saves a woman's life. Did, matter of fact, did your guy save any woman's life in this? Yes. No, I Megan don't Fox. Any, I don't believe any of that. She, he got Fox. her arrested. No, they, <laughs> he got her locked he up got in, her in some kind of weird. They were pardoned. Yeah, she sir. Did we watch that. the same movie, sir? Listen, oh, it was easy to know. I watched your movie. Your movie was about sixty minutes long. <laughs> Literally. All right. Uh, Howard takes. Uh, she takes Howard to her apartment and she lets him spend the night because that's what they're. That's what they're about there. Yeah, uh, just let me just let this strange random duck that saved me in an alleyway spend the night at my apartment. Again, my domicile. But again, we're using the same universal logic in which a woman would let four anapromorphic turtles with headbands hang out in her apartment because they saved her life. These women... Oh, the 80s. Back in the day, these women uh, were nicer, <laughs> I assume. Or Very much more, nicer. At least more trusting. I wouldn't say nicer. I think the women of today are nice. I think... They're at least a little when, bit more when, trusting. When men write women in movies, they are very trusting. Yes. Well, at least back in those days. Um, the following day, Beverly takes Howard to Phil Blumbart, played by Tim Robbins. We got to see Tim Robbins in this. Classic a very Tim young Robbins. Tim, a very young Tim Robbins. I'm Act- talking like way young. And he's acting wacky. You know, he sees Howard and he's freaking obsessed. This is a... He's got like the David Lynch eraser head haircut going on. <laughs> But I'm saying like this is like the top of the this, the top of the line of 
like inventions or discoveries here. So he's trying to figure out what makes Howard tick. And Beverly thinks that Howard uh, can get returned to his home world because they have a whole conversation about um, what planet it's on. And he finds out that he's not on the planet he's supposed to be. He doesn't know why, though. He doesn't know what the hell happened. Um, we find out, though, that Phil is just the janitor. So, womp womp. And Howard resigns womp himself womp. to life on Earth. He's very, very upset. And they get into a big argument by a, by a fountain. Which is just very formulaic. I don't care. It was formulaic. It was the whole, I find you, we become friends, we have our, our little tension, things happen, we have to separate each other for a while, then conflict happens and we come back. It's a, It was very formulaic. It was way too formulaic to enjoy. To where, uh, I if, if I have to make fun of a movie to enjoy that movie, then am I really enjoying that movie or am I enjoying the time I'm having? Watching it, it, that, it movie. depends. It's like if you see if you enjoy a film, like let's say, um, uh, uh, Malibu's Most Wanted, and you're sitting there and you're making fun of the things that are yeah, on but there, I can still get entertained by the absurdity of Malibu's Most Wanted you say, while making fun of its absurdity. But you wouldn't dare point out tropes, you wouldn't dare point out how comedy comes in threes or you know, or uh, uh, you know, setups and let down. No, I would, and, no, and, I would turn my brain off there. and watch Malibu's Most Wanted and enjoy the acting. But the acting wasn't enough to sell me here. You don't like Leah Thompson? I love here. Leah just Thompson. Just no, I love Leah Thompson. you hate her. But she was raping a duck. She was not raping she a duck. She was raping a now, duck. Now, here's a great part about the Major Issues Podcast. You people get to now hear Dan, then get to go watch this film, and then get to see what he thinks a rape scene looks like. Then I want you guys to email Dan with your... What you think a rape scene actually looks like, and please send him those videos. <laughs> I want you guys. Consent. I'll put the link in the. I'll put the link. I'll put the link in the description. The duck man was the one kind of flirting around. He was flirting. He was a nit. right. Okay, but, was uh, but now crazy. reverse the roles. Just because a girl is flirting with a guy at a bar doesn't mean it gives the guy the right to try and put his hand on her waist while she's trying to wave a cab down to go home. Are they in bed? He, Did they have sex? She had no place to go, just Did like this they duck have had sex. To... Are they in bed? What? He didn't go to her bed. He didn't have to stay in her bed. She put the. She tapped him to go him on the bed. Yes, <laughs> and he was being very open and forward. But then he with realized... what? And then he realized. Yeah. Then uh, then so, he realized. But just because he's a guy. After just... he made a bunch of jokes. No, which had is so consensual. Had she continued with, I guess her her train of thought, which again I believe to be her calling his bluff. We'll, we'll, okay. The footage is there. Yeah, but uh, okay. So what is when it's a girl? It's a called bluff. I'm telling you, reverse those roles and put that scene with a female duck and a male guy, and it's gonna look very, very rapey. It's gonna it, look very, very sexual it, harassment. It might, but the person that was getting sexually harassed was Beverly up until that point. That was the first time the roles have been reversed. Where now Howard's getting that sexual well, harassment. I wouldn't say Howard attention. was sexually harassing her. Howard was making made flirtatious comments. Oh, in here that we go! Scene. Here we go! No, locker room saying, talk, then. No, it's he was not just Howard. Howard was just walking around uh, giving uh, locker no, room Howard, talk. Howard called her beautiful. She said, "Oh, Howard." He said, "Come on, beautiful." And then she goes, "Well, yeah, Howard." She I growled am. at. He was growling at people's asses. He put his hand up somebody's skirt at one point while they're in an alley. Howard the Duck did nothing but sexually harass women in this. So the first time a woman has a chance 
to turn this on him. All of a sudden, Howard don't make it right though. Right, but she didn't complete the wrong because it ultimately doesn't happen. And he figures out how uncomfortable when it he, is when somebody is advancing on you and you don't want it for the first time. My man is put. My duck is put in his place. <laughs> my duck. All right, my duck is put in his place, and he's put in his place by the lovely and powerful Leah Thompson, who. You know, like she actually did something in this film. You know, I said she changed. She changed the man. You know, I said Howard would would have been no. Leah Thompson was a saving grace of this film. I will say, and, and we're two years removed from Robbins. Back to the Future. Tim Robbins wasn't in it enough for me to call him a saving grace. Tim Robbins was just a, oh my god, Tim Robbins isn't in here. Yay, 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 yay! Let's get some Tim Robbins. But he wasn't no saving grace. Leah Thompson was literally a. Hair metal leather jacket wearing rock star in this. damn right. So she was a badass. Leah Thompson was very much a she badass. She was a badass. She sang her own songs. The music in this, movies. the music in this was awesome. Like or or well, as eighties well, as it can a, that's be. That's legendary John Barry. So you 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 can't go wrong with legendary composer John Barry and hair metal rock like Twisted Sister and Poison. Is... The duck looks good. But of the our duck two looks movies, better than your facial prosthetic. Whoa! Yeah, I'll see it. Jonah Wait. Hex's facial prosthetic was not bad at all. It well, looked very real. Well, considering that your film is about whoa, one hundred and twenty uh, minutes. No, no, no. Not it's even. two years post the Dark Knight, where we will see a man be burned on his face convincingly. You could have just copied his homework, Dan. You understand? And you would have had exactly what you were looking oh, for. Yeah, but of but our instead, two movies, you take, you take. That you remember that gum that used to be rolled up like a measuring tape, and you chew it all up and you stick it on the side of a brilliant man's face in Josh Brolin. You know what well, I'm saying? Of our two movies, which of our two movies has a pedophile in it? They didn't know that though. They didn't know that at the time. Your movie a got pedophile. somebody walking around calling people Hitler. <laughs> so, well, I mean, the bad guys that. of our the there. bad guys of our movies are the Confederacy. Who was for slavery? But so, yeah, but also Jonah Hex evil is, is punished. But also Jonah Hex is on the Confederacy. He was on the Confederacy <laughs> until he turned his <laughs> back on them. Until they made it, we'll get there. But until they make a point to have a conversation with a black man, where he goes, "Oh, I know you. You wasn't about that slavery." <laughs> I was sitting there, my eyes could not, almost got stuck in the back of my head when it was rolling so hard. And they really had a conversation where they had to lay that out because they knew what it was. They knew how it looked on paper. No, Dang. I was watching it the whole time. Like, yo, is is he really just? You know, casually trying to make a cool epic hero shot, wearing a Confederacy hat. But it's the same thing. Imagine if at the end of the, of what you considered the rape scene, uh, she were to um, when they go to the next scene, she would go, "Well, it's good to know that nothing happened." It's like you had to put that statement in because you knew how bad. Well, she it was. was basically saying nothing happened when when they barged through the door on her because they were looking over. Over like that little partition. Uh, yeah, that's, thing. that that was disgusting. I don't even know. Oh, that guy. Well, why would been. she leave the door open? They didn't leave. Uh, that well, she was with the duck. She was a lot of things were going on. That a day. lot of things were happening where you just leave your front door open. Um, he soon applies for a job at a janitor at a local romance spot. <laughs> a local romance spot. It's a romance funny way of spa. saying romance. It's a funny way of saying brothel. People, yeah. Sex, yeah. People are making their money <laughs> yeah. you know, in weird yeah. ways back in the day. <laughs> yeah. All right. But eventually he quits and he rejoins Beverly, who plays in a band called Cherry Bomb. At the club where cool. Cherry Bomb is performing, Howard be- comes across their manager who's trying to take mad money from uh, Ginger, and he beats him up. I think his name was. He beats him up and now 
He hangs out with the band backstage, goes to her apartment, he ends up being her new manager. Turns out Tim Robbins is sleeping with like the lead guitarist or something. He's getting down. Like I said, the two begin to flirt, but they are interrupted by Blumbert and two of his colleagues who reveal that a laser spectroscope they were invented was aimed at Howard's planet and transported him to Earth when it was activated. They theorize that Howard can be sent back through the world through a reverse of this same process. Very Spider-Verse, if you will. It was kind of, it was it was kind of getting wonky, but that was the one moment where I'm like, okay, at least they're explaining how the hell this happened. Like there's wonky and then there's wonky but giving you explanation to the questions you're asking. So yeah. it's like how did that are you just going to yada yada the fact that like some cosmic beam just shot Howard from his planet to Earth with no explanation, just the grace of God just happened to transport Howard? So I like that they gave us an actual explanation for it. Looking at the looking at the stats here for Mr. The Duck, I just realized right now a better reason why they didn't credit um, a single person for Howard the Duck. According to this, Ed Gale played Howard the Duck. Jordan like Prentice. No, Ed Gale is the suit performer. Jordan Prentice was Howard the Duck as an additional suit performer. Tim Rose, Steve Slepp, Peter Baird, Mark well, Mary Wells, and Lisa Sturtz. How many midgets did they were, get to play this? That was the Howard the Duck puppeteers. And then you had Chip Zien as Howard the Duck's voice. So it takes a village, Dan. It literally you takes a village when to, you to create play one duck. But the most iconic duck, anthropomorphic duck in cinema history. Uh, are we about to really like not give Ducky from Land Before Time any of her credit? Ducky wasn't a duck. <laughs> they just called her Ducky, Dan. I think you went saw the wrong movie. <laughs> Ducky she was a looked, dinosaur. She right? looked. She was a dinosaur duck. She was a prehistoric duck. But the the greatest duck in cinematic history we're talking about right it's now Daffy and Duck. No, he's Donald a, Duck. Both of those are like. Those are like uh, they're the most famous ducks. They're in like sh- they're, those are like those are like the band that plays before the big band. You understand? Oh, oh! You put on your fifteen. What? Go put on your five what? minutes of Donald. Yeah, you give me your 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 your, your seven minutes of it. Daffy, but get come for your damn near two hours, ladies and gentlemen. The Major Issues Podcast, the only place you can hear George Serrano, the Don, tell you that Howard the Duck is the headliner the of both Daffy Duck. And the Donald greatest duck. duck in cinematic history. <laughs> Get out of here. The greatest duck. There's nobody that tops Daffy Duck. What did Daffy Duck do in Space Jam? Nothing. Whoa, whoa. What did whoa. Donald Duck do in any movie in the last 50 years? Nothing. My man Howard the Duck is saving the world. 40 years He's a ago. He's band manager. 40 years ago. He introduced us to breasts on a duck. You understand? He tried to normalize it. I don't, I don't think that we should free be normalizing breasts oh, on a duck. Oh, you don't want to free the nipple? I will Dan? free the nipple for humans, not oh. alien ducks. What? what are, oh, so I, will what, be very, I, I will be very alien phobic right now. Yeah, yeah. You eat chicken breasts and then you have a problem with duck breasts. I don't. I don't. You are, I don't, you you are basically I don't a look at breast chicken breasts sexually. I don't need to see the nipple color on a fuck. Uh, now, no, I agree. I, you don't look at any of that stuff sexually. So when you saw it in this film, did it make you feel a certain type of way? Is this it why? made me feel weird if that's a certain type that's of way. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. This better not you awaken know, anything in me. That's how it starts. A pre-see something, makes them feel weird, tells everybody that it's going to make them go to hell. I've seen this story. There's a whole month about it. But we're going to come back There's around. A whole month about- 
we come back around and talk about Dr. Walton Jennings, played by a very uh, dangerous man named Jeffrey Jones. Uh, say dangerous in the fact that he is a pederast. He is a 13-year-old dude. I'm telling you. What are the actual claims against this man before I... The actual claims was that... I'm not, I don't mean like actual claims like... What where are they at? What are they saying? No, I mean, so like, what like, he what he yeah. was arrested and charged and everything for was straight up in two thousand and one was was child pornography found on his computer. Yeah, he had child pornography found on his computer in the early two thousand and tens. He was accused by a seventeen year old that he was molested by him a few years prior. So he was yeah. younger than even seventeen, and as of 2019-2020, he is a registered sex offender on the California docket. Well, just on the, on the U.S. Department of Justice website. Jeffrey, yeah, he still find, found himself some work. And he found work three like, years like, ago, like little by little, like little stuff here. And but there. it was still uh, a big, but it was still a big issue when they were trying definitely. to do touring. No, no, definitely, yeah. What they, they, I can't remember what movie he was doing. There was some movie that they were or, or a play. There was like a, a an on stage play that they were doing around the country that one 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 small town found out who was on the casting Iking, list. South Carolina. Upon learning of his involvement, locals insisted that the public should have been alerted, considering that families were being invited to visit the set. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. Let us know you have a petter ass on your damn on your damn docket. So, so the principal from hide your kids, hide your wife. He's the principal from Ferris Bueller. He's the father from Beetlejuice. And my man was was found, and it's not. If you want to go by, if you want to be one of those, those apologists and say, "Oh, but it was accusations. It was accusations." Fine, 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 fine. The man was caught with child pornography on his computer. There is no accusations there. Yeah, he the was literally that, founded with person, child pornography. The person that accused him also said that he was younger when he actually was asked for the photos. Yeah. So he was uh, 17 at the time of the ac- uh, the accusation, but I think 13 or 14 when he was actually <laughs> asking for it. So not great. So the bad guy of the movie is a bad guy in real life. Yeah. So it was easy to hate this man as he turns into one of the dark orbit overlords. The one of the weirdest. One of the weirdest. Just this. this there is no pedo, only Zool. It felt very much like that, but it also felt very much like um, Beetlejuice. Like, just how... But he's also in Beetlejuice, isn't he? Yep, he's the so father. that's probably where I got that from. He's Lydia's father. Um, yeah, he gets possessed by a life form from a distant region of space. When they visit a diner, the creature introduces itself as Dark Overlord of the Universe and demonstrates its developing mental powers by destroying a table, utensils, and condiments. There's a part where he's just in the diner, just blowing things up. No one can stop him. He's out of control. But Howard ends up getting captured and is almost killed by the diner's chef. Uh, but the overlord destroys the diner and escapes with Beverly. Yeah, it's a duck being about to be prepared to be food by an Asian man with a meat cleaver and a fucking... Uh, what what are those things called? A sander. But they were at a weird restaurant there. It was a weird. It was a, it was an eight. It was a Japanese diner. Because <laughs> it was a Japanese that sounds, diner. That sounds pretty cool. I go to a Japanese diner, like a Japanese egg. And, no, but it wasn't. Know, it wasn't a Japanese diner. diner in America. <laughs> it was oh. an Americanized diner taking Japanese culture for profit. I, There's a difference when you have a literal. Susie Q type 1950s diner outfit, but she's wearing a Daniel LaRusso type 
bandana, you know it's a very Americanized Japanese right. restaurant. And, and I would argue for that to the full extent, except like you said yourself, we saw a Japanese man there, working there. So but the only maybe Jap- he's the owner. But the only Japanese man in this movie was preparing duck confit. Listen, he was trying to. Uh, they shouldn't eat. They shouldn't try to eat him, but they did. Uh, they, yeah. They, uh, Howard locates Phil, who is arrested for his presence at the laboratory with no security clearance. After they escape, they discover an ultralight aircraft, which they use to search for the Dark Overlord of Beverly. At the laboratory, the Dark Overlord plans to transfer another one of his kind into Beverly's body. You know his boo. Howard and Phil arrive and apparently destroy the Dark Overlord with an experimental neutron disintegrator but the creature is merely forced out of Jennings' body and now attacks them in his true form. That true form thing was hideous. That that was very Cronenbergian. Uh, it was worse than Cronenberg. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the alien spider from Stephen King's It, it from the 90s. Yeah, it, that wasn't Cronenberg? Did he not like do the effects? If that him? was Cronenberg doing the effects, then I'm going to have to give Stephen K- King's It from the 90s a lot more credit than it deserved. But can, you, far- can you... Can you uh... Can you describe this monster for these people here? <laughs> you know what it was? It reminded me like of the Sarlacc pit in the Lucas special editions yeah. mixed with like the Rancor pit monster from Return of the Jedi. It just remind that's what it reminded me of. And what the thing is is Willard Hyuk is a George Lucas boy. And this movie is a George Lucas movie. Whether George Lucas wrote it or directed it is not a factor. The point is, is George Lucas funded this movie to get off the ground. My man George Lucas wanted this movie to be made. You understand? But that's also the worst part is that this was the first live action Marvel movie in theaters since 1944, people. Since Since 1944. It says right here, although several TV adaptations of Marvel's characters... Had aired during the preceding uh, during the preceding twenty one years, this was the first attempt at a theatrical release since Captain America serial of nineteen forty four, which but was a thing- black and white serial film. So that wasn't even a real film; that was TV in the movies. But to be fair, I would argue that there was nothing that they could have adapted at that time with with, with the special effects that we had. They couldn't have done Lucas a fantastic had industrial war. light and magic. But look on at, his, in 86? But even looking at those Star Wars films, in those Star Wars films, no single man had to turn into a, a ball of flames, right? No no person had to stretch out their arm halfway across the earth. No one had to transform into a fully rock man in any of, the, in any of no. that Star Wars stuff, you know? Um, I don't think he could have done Spider-Man. Thinking of what's coming out in the 60s and 70s, Spider-Man. Yeah, but you Maybe, don't have to go so far. You could literally give us Punisher, in eighty in, in, in eighty three, under Lucas with industrial light and magic. You can give us Daredevil in eighty five. You saw what they what they thought of Daredevil in the seventies with that uh Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh god. Yeah, Daredevil. but it's so crazy because that that Daredevil ends up predating I don't think Lucas is putting his name on somebody who's gonna take out a Tommy gun and Gun down a bunch of, <laughs> gun down a bunch of people. No, he's just gonna shoot an alien first. Yeah, evil alien called the Dark Overlord. It's not like we got anything 
we mixed up anything in the translations. That man was called the Dark Overlord. Uh, Howard fires the Neutron Disintegrator at the hideous beast, obliterating him. And then he destroys the laser spectroscope, preventing more Dark Overlords from arriving on Earth, but also ruining his only chance of returning to Duck World. But Howard becomes Beverly's manager, hires Phil as an employee on the tour, and performs with her on stage with her new hit single, Howard the Duck. And scene. How perfect. You know what I'm saying? How? You know what was perfect? What was perfect was being able to be blackout drunk with you on your couch and watch this stupid movie and, 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 and make fun of it. Listen. Nothing's more perfect than enjoying bad movies with your best friends. And that's what it is all about. George Lucas went to film school with Willard Hyuk. And they co-wrote American Graffiti together. Yeah, they're boy- they've been boys you know since like the 70s. And they... They were trying to seriously consider Adaptus as a film. Um, and so but they tried their hardest, Dan. Are you going to laugh at these Lucas men? Why Lucas, you have so many comic book characters to adapt that doesn't need big budgets. You don't got to adapt the Fantastic Four or the Avengers or Spider-Man or Wolverine or X-Men. You could literally give us a Squirrel Girl movie and do the same effects. Ain't nobody coming to watch no Squirrel Girl movie. The same way ain't nobody coming to watch no Howard the Duck movie. No, because I think Squirrel Girl, I think while Squirrel Girl is a comedic character, there's more heart there. They didn't really care how much heart this had, as long as it made the kids laugh and they get to sell toys. Maybe that's the problem, is no one cared that that, that we need the heart in these kinds of movies. Maybe if this movie had heart, I would care. It had a relationship at the center of it. It had a woman and a duck trying to have sex. You're judging two different people for their love, then. No, no, no. I'm judging a person and an anthropomorphic amphibian. Uh, Squirrel Girl makes her first appearance in 1991, so she couldn't have been. Oh, later. well, damn. That's what I'm saying, bro. They were. Damn, they wasn't... How old, but then how old is Infinity War? Or, I mean, Infinity uh, War? 88, Gauntlet. maybe? If not ninety so two, so then how did ninety two? I, I was about to say how did, how would Squirrel Girl be able to kill Thanos? No, no, that's she a killed, whole other thing. Oh, that was a that's whole, a whole other, other, that, that didn't happen in the future, future, future. Yeah, that yeah, didn't yeah. happen in the Gauntlet. That's, um, that, yeah, that, that's way, way, way later. No, in the Gauntlet, she's not even there. So um, it was it was Nebula and Drax that that did they shit? Just Nebula. Just Nebula. Can I remember a panel? Drax tried. I think he gets killed. I think he's like one of the first people to get like Drax and the Surfer get kind of got early on. In oh, the, they in just the get thing. got. Uh, yeah, and then one day I'm gonna read Infinity Gauntlet. No, yeah, it's awesome. But I've yeah, never they, actually read it. They don't got a bunch of stuff. There's a Doctor Strange movie that was gonna end up coming up for this, which was worse. You know, in the '60s, '70s, Doctor a, Strange movie. It was a '70s, '60s Doctor Strange movie. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, and we've covered that '90s Captain America that was garbage. So it may seem you guys like covered there was... the '80s uh, Supergirl. Yeah, we haven't covered the Wes Craven Swamp thing. Which is something we're gonna. Swamp, have. Yes, it was yeah, Cra- it was yeah. Rest Craven Swamp thing. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Yeah, it came out like '86. I was thinking Ed- of Man thing, or yeah. I think it came out the same year that Howard the Duck came out. Like I know it was like a mid '80s movie. But um, yeah, man, my this is just good fun. I could see somebody this putting on good fun. Short Circuit and just being like, "What the hell?" or Gremlins. Or any of these movies with these anapromorphic animals making goofy faces with humans. But yeah, this this is the definition of that kind of film that you're talking about where you turn off your brain, right? You talk about it all the time. You turn off your brain. Sometimes you just got to turn off your brain and just enjoy a movie, yeah. Um, and yeah, like they, they went to great lengths 
to do their fish out of water stuff. And yeah, it may be tried and tr- it may be done a million times and be tropey. But remember that it's got to be far less tropey in the 80s. You know, it's been 30 years where I feel as your but film. When the 80 came out, it wouldn't be considered tropey. That is literally a, a, prob- a product of its time. Right. That's what I'm saying. So we come around then. So yeah, I guess levy your heaviest criticisms before uh, we we get we get at My you. My heaviest criticisms is it did not need to be almost two hours. I'll give you, you could, that. That's you the could, only thing I'll you concede. You could chop about 20, 30, at least. I'm not going to go so far as say 30. Maybe that's being a little bit too mean because 30 minutes from an hour and 50 minutes would still be the length of this movie Yeah. at 120. So chop off at least a good 20 minutes of this movie. You could cut down the scene of Jeffrey Johns and Lee Thompson no, driving. Is way too long. <laughs> you could cut down them driving by five minutes. Even um, in uh, what's it called? In Men in Black, a comic book movie we're gonna have to f- cover one day. Yeah. But even in Men in Black, when um, what's her name and um, Vincent D'Onofrio were driving to Casino Park in Queens, even that wasn't that many scenes. It was like two scenes. Yeah. Each, like, two minutes each. And then, bam, the rest of it was Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in the Holland Tunnel driving all, you know, with their with their sci-fi stuff. So, like, there was just so many scenes in here that could have been cut down at least a good two minutes. Like, with um, Tim Robbins explaining evolution by man, but with evolution in duck <laughs> instead. You could have cut that whole beginning half of that scene and just had them... Have Howard the Duck looking at the the evolution of man and Tim Robbins coming up and saying, oh, that's my theory of the planet you come from. Like that, There was just so much fat here. Yeah. A little meat and so much cartilage. I don't need all that fat. That was really my only criticism. If this movie was like an hour and 15 minutes, the most, literally the most hour and 15 minutes. I think you could do an hour 30. If if you want to count opening credits and ending credits, then yeah, sure. But I'm talking of just straight scene watching. This movie does not need to be more than an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. Of what? Because it's the '80s. It's mid '80s. This is George Lucas and his boy. You don't need nothing more than an hour and thirty minutes of Howard the Duck. Hour and fifty four minutes of this movie. It's hour a and fifty four minutes. This movie is unruly. They want to be able to take it, take them this seriously. This movie is disrespectfully long, like disrespectfully long. Is that all you got? That's all I have for criticism. Other than that, <laughs> it's not a bad movie. I th- this is going to be another instance, like with um, Superman four or um, in Trials of the Incredible Hulk and Justice. Perfect example: Trials of the Incredible Hulk and Justice League are two movies that I still say to this day do not deserve to be on the Witcher's Worse, but because of the comic book movies that we have to compare it to, it makes sense that you would throw this... Like, I would... But then again, I would throw the Josh Whedon's like, Justice League. But the thing is, like, this is the difference between, like, like, to me, um, Justice League and... Uh, or even, like, Fan Stick and Ghost Rider 2. I there'll be a chance where I'll drink enough tequila or do too much of something else, uh, where I will end up putting on, let's say, Ghost Rider two to sit there and laugh with somebody who's never seen it. 
I don't think I'll ever put on just a boring film. No, but that's the thing. There's just an, to laugh at it. There's an enjoyment factor when you watch bad films with other people. Because everything that would seem boring is... Uh, those moments that, that would bore you when you're by yourself, you could turn over to your friend and make fun of previous scenes. And this film, like I said again, is a cult classic for a lot of people. Like a lot of people associate this no, film I, with early memories. Is I can understand early memories of their of their classic. life. You know. Yeah, I could totally Howard see this movie being duck. a. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem is that Howard the Duck uh, ending song just Don't reminded hate. me of Footloose. It's too much to Footloose, Footloose, uh, kick off your Sunday shoes. These are all out. These are, they have a full album, Hunger City. Remember. Remember Hunger City? I don't remember Hunger That's the song that she was singing. Uh, what, Cherry Bomb? Cherry, we hate on Cherry ch- Bomb ch- now. Ch- 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 cherry Bomb! Yeah, no. There, no. there was a lot of beautiful music no, in no. there. This, this, listen, at the end of the day, Leah Thompson tried to rape a duck. That is the, that's that's nope. all that she happened. Put, she put a sex offender in his place by offering him the one thing he but thought he two, wanted. But did two wrongs make a right? There shouldn't have been one wrong in the first place. There's, there's, that, that's the, that, throw the whole thing is, away. Throw the whole. But that's the throw. whole. That's the whole thing. Is there should have never been a wrong in the first place. But now we're but there. In the real world, there, there wrong. will always be a wrong. In the real world, there will always be one wrong. But two wrongs don't make that run wrong right. Right. Just because so, talk, so tell offender. me more about that Confederate. <laughs> confederate. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. He said, tell me more about that Confederate soldier. But two wrong. But he's already the Confederate soldier. Two wrongs. Three wrongs. How many wrongs? But they, but they had a black man tell you that this white man wasn't down with oh, the yeah, slave trade. The, the black man. Isn't that his credit? <laughs> Isn't that his credit name? The black people, man, the only black man. Isn't there's that a lot of people in this movie that didn't give their that weren't given their proper credit. You know, tell Jeff, your people, tell your people about Jonah Hex. Jeffrey Dean Morgan wasn't given a proper damn credit in this movie. No, I'm almost certain Jeffrey Dean Morgan went to great lengths to scrub his name from the existence of this film. Bullshit. If I, if it was me, if it was me, we're a year past Watchmen. We're two years past Watchmen. 2010, no? Yeah, Watchmen was 2008. Why well, keep thinking it's 2009? No, there's no way Watchmen 2008. I'm Watchmen oh, gotta God. be 2009. Let me just see real quick because I am 2009. Bro. Is Ooh, it? Yep. Yep. 2009. So we are a year removed from Watchmen. Yeah. 2008 is famous. Dark Knight, Iron Man, and Hulk, The Incredible Hulk. Don't we you do? That. Don't you wave your hand put, off? No, don't you wave your hand away? Don't you wave your hand? August the of 2008. <laughs> oh, say his name, Dad. Say his name. The Incredible Hulk. I love that Garbage movie. Garbage film. Garbage oh, film. It, it says a lot about th- why you like this one. During the American Civil War, Jonah Hex, played by Josh Brolin, serves as a Confederate cavalryman until his commanding officer, Quentin Turnbull, played by John Malkovich, orders him to burn down a hospital. Very Joker-esque there. Oh, there's a lot of things that are very Joker-esque. Jonah Hex refuses and is forced to kill his best friend, Jebediah Turnbull, who is the son of Quentin Turnbull. And for anybody that, that had to go through a very tenuous rabbit hole like I did just to find Jebediah Turnbull's casting. It's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And he may want to forget this movie, but I ain't going to forget him in this movie. Gene, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played Jebediah Turnbull, the best friend of Jonah Hex. Yeah. After the war, Turnbull and his enforcer, Burke, played by Michael Fassbender, a goddamn string of cast members in this movie. Does Jonah Hex 
No, Jonah Hex does. Does Howard the Duck have any kind of cast like this? You have Michael Fassbender, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Joss Brolin, and John Malkovich within your first five minutes of the movie. All on screen. Just a slew. Oh, and then, and then you got my favorite. An animated, just uh, <laughs> random animated aside. Uh, nothing says a good comic book uh, adaptation without... Let me just stick some of my origin in animated form. Okay, listen. You defended a movie that literally had that throughout the entire movie with Ghost Rider 2. So don't sit here. No, I said so- that that was good, made Ghost Rider 2 better than... I was arguing. It was you were arguing against Fan 4 Stick, so Fan I understand. Fan 4 Stick is a god... Made it to the finals. Made it to the finals. Yeah, it was of considered the, the worst comic book film of all time. So yeah, I had to use the only saving grace uh, for that. But yes, as we've seen now, We've seen enough of these bad films to know that once you start doing animation, the short animation cut, origin story, animation origin stories is not good. But it was literally a, a two minutes compared to Ghost Rider 2's. I've seen all this. I've seen all of this, and, and maybe maybe the genre just ain't for me. But I've seen all of this in Wild Wild West. I've seen all of this in that other film with the um. No, the Wild West is the one with the spider, right? The big, yeah, that, the that, big, that, uh, yep, that oh, big mechanical um, spider. Shanghai Noon. With oh, the, the Shanghai the, Knights movies. With, oh, yeah, look. Now, we have, now we have Gatling guns. Now we, we're, we've come up whoa, with industrial whoa, whoa. revolution. Jonah Hex with a horse and a Gatling gun was badass. I guess. That was In the bad same, ass. You know, I, you, know what I, you know what feeling I got when that happened? The same feeling I got when I was watching Constantine and he pulled out that big church. Oh, the big ass uh, 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 cross gun. The six barrel shot cross gun bow thing. There's a part in this, like... It just goes into Blade territory where he goes to his armor, armored oh, guy. So you're gonna sit here and go, and, and just call black man. bad ass the same people that would have been enslaved. Boring. He went to the a black man. The same people who would have been enslaved had his side won, regardless of whether or not it wasn't his he side. Knew that. He turned. He he was he turned. The man is still wearing the the suit of the enemy. The reason why he, <laughs> no, but he's re- he's wearing that suit for thematic purposes. Yeah, it's yeah. Conte- it's contextual. Yeah, that's like, what he was like a Jewish person who wears a Hitler mustache. So when he looks in the mirror, he'll never forget Hitler. Oh, listen! If I saw a Jewish man killing Germans wearing a a, a Nazi uniform, then you're too far be... down. You're too far. You know that you're too far gone. No, you no. spent way too much time working on your gimmick if you're doing shit like that. And same thing here with Mister. Yeah, Hex. but when you're training yourself to get better, get who else get... is buying that man's guns? Ain't nobody gonna buy this man's gun because this man has like fire uh, dragon breath bullets. He got bullets that shoot fire. They just that was like that was same thing like Constantine or same thing like Blade. You just show up in a room with mystical artifacts and then oh, with the power of the crow. Tell me about the power of the crow, Dan. Are we up to that yet? No, no. We're, still, when, we're, when, we're still at his. We're not death. up to when he got bit by the radioactive crow he and then gave the power to ra- the crow. No, he. W- what happened was, <laughs> is good old Quentin Turnbull went to this man's house. Quentin Taron Turnbull. Quentin Taron Turnbull put this put this man on a cross, turned to the side so it was X's, uh-huh. and burned his house straight down, wife and kid and everything, and then branded him QT on his cheek. And left him for dead. And while he was being left for dead, he was rescued by Native Americans. And think about that. He could have walked around all the West with cutie. Just a cutie. No, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to why he doesn't have cutie on his face. Anymore. But I'm saying that he could have just had it. I wouldn't. He could have been a Western cutie, bro. He could have been a Cutie. <laughs> There's worse things to have burning your face than no, cutie. No, 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 no. Sir, 
we get to our good old we get to our good old animated comic book style opening where Jonah Hex explains that a patch of Native American tribal soldiers or whatever found him at near death and while trying to revive him he ends up being cursed with the foresight of seeing the afterlife so he touches you want to go over that again so he what how he, did he get that he while being because he was so dead but <laughs> right? not dead uh-huh. he ends up getting that foresight within staying in purgatory he gets the foresight to see both worlds so maybe they just both. took all of this from Constantine <laughs> right so now but they're, they're both DC products maybe that's why Maybe that's why they, that's why they did this. So yeah, because now he has the power to touch dead bodies and then they come back to life, but then they burn. No, if he ho- if he talks if he brings them back to life for too long, they begin to burn and their actual soul just fizzles out into like the good place final ending. Right, like the good place ending. Their soul just literally goes particles into the universe. Energy particles, yeah. Yeah, so like. He can bring them back to life to talk to them, but he has to let them go because they will either go to heaven or hell. If he holds them too long, they don't go anywhere. They just dissipate into energy. Energy. So they bring, So he's basically back, and he decides to become a bounty hunter. Why? Because the one the guy that he wanted to kill died. Oh, yes. So because... Yes, yes, yes. Because the one guy he wanted to kill dies, and he had nothing left to do. He has nowhere to go. He has he has no family. He has no way to get a job. So, it's not heavy carrying that bag of tropes around, Dan? It, listen, Josh Brolin I'm broke I'm a guy it. who got to get Josh, revenge, but I can't get revenge because the one thing I got to get revenge on then dies, and so now I got to Josh Brolin broke his back carrying this movie. I, I He deserves a broken back for this movie. Everything is just a turn to somebody, and then it just they just say shit like... Jonah Hex don't got you know, no time funny. to breathe. I, I'm, I'm, I, would have, I would love to see your opinion if the roles were reversed. If you were defending this movie, no. how would you defend uh, this movie? I, if you I know def- you could. If I were defending this movie, I would just say it's inoffensive. But, th- that's but, that, not, but how that's many no movies defense. have you defended where it's just inoffensive? You can't keep using inoffensive. But the only reason why this movie is inoffensive... Uh, Electro because, was inoffensive when if the roles were reversed, but, but then it's a it just chore. Comes when it, you have to do. And it's the same thing. It comes back down to the same thing. This is just a chore. It's a shorter film. Was this but really it's a, more chore of a chore to watch? An hour and tw- a whole forty minutes less. It became a chore. It became a chore when there is a moment where this character is built up like like a badass, like Blade, like somebody who has such armor and such artillery that they can just go into a room and just wreck shop. And that character is shot. And then he almost dies. And then a no, dog no, no. drags him. No, no, no. He became him. all Batman-like. They shot him, but he kept leaving that position. He got shot like three times in that in, in that one scene alone. I know the scene you're talking That's about. That's right, but he goes from one second, he goes from being Batman, then the next thing, he's Bruce Wayne. Then, he, then he's Black Panther where he's on the ground and they are putting uh, dime bags in his chest for some strange reason, and smoking peace pipes around them, which then oh, that was makes awesome a black scene. crow come out of him. No, it's an awesome scene if he had some sort of... If there was some sort of tie, tie to this tribe, to the crows, to any of that. Why did they save him twice? Why does why does Jonah Hex keep having to be saved by minorities when his, when his, the one thing that his people were trying Who's to do... Who's to say that he isn't... See, that's the thing I was also thinking of today. It's like, 
he has a Native American family. But at the time of what seven? Yeah, uh, he was trying to pass bro. of eight of eighteen seventy, but of eighteen seventy six. We are now a hundred years removed from America being a country because 1776, yeah. our nation is founded. Uh, you guys can't see me. I'm doing the quote quotes, <laughs> the air quotes. <laughs> our nation is founded, uh-huh. but that's a hundred years. I'm looking at not Josh Brolin, but I'm looking at the character of Jonah Hex's bloodline. Who's to say that he's not half Spaniard, half Cherokee Indian? Half because, because French, half Cherokee, half English, half Cherokee. Because for the most, he's just because, a full on white because for man? the most part, they made sure not to mix. That was the whole, that was the whole thing. If they, they didn't bring, um, what is it, uh, uh, wedding gifts to Pocahontas and John Smith when that went down? It was very much those oh, guys over there are with savages. Stars. Yeah. Those guys are savages. So I highly doubt that would happen. Now we're talking about a, a country at a time where again. They were, you know, what is this, secessionists, whatever. Uh, oh, uh, separatists. Separatists, whatever. Um, so, yeah, man, like, they already. Seceding, that's the word. Those, they seceding. Yeah, they, they already had a negative connotation towards one kind of person, right? And it's one thing for Jonah Hex to have a moment of clarity and say, you know what? I don't want to bomb that hospital. I'm assuming hospital full of white people, Right. Probably because this is this is down south, right? Then no, and the hospital he—I'm assuming the hospital he was ordered to burn down was a union hospital. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred percent. It was a union hospital. It was a union now, hospital. Now I remember. Yeah. And he refused to, to, to uh, get the, it was union the whole hospital. narration. But the only people that would have been in the hospital were white people anyway. But the only people that would be in America at this time is white people. You know, as you can see by his wife and his kid. That's not true. Yeah, but... They that, hid but, those people. Jonah himself is, Jonah hid those people. Jonah did hide those he people. Hid, racist he Eastern head. Europeans <laughs> hid those... It's the racist Eastern Europeans. And where did he come from? He came from the sky? He, okay. <laughs> at the time of... First of all, when the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria were and coming into America... And this conversation come where there's a duck from outer space, bro. I just want you to know that right now. Yeah, you because there that isn't right that much now. deep conversation about a it's duck that a comes... Duck. But it's is that a, a good duck, thing? Duck, yeah. Or is it the fact that we're, <laughs> or is it the fact that we're having such a deep conversation about the efficacies of Jonah Hex's existence before we even no, we're get having, to the title card? We're getting we're having those efficacies because the they didn't want they didn't they didn't want to have that conversation. It's not even brought up. I'm asking why Jonah Hex needs a black man to arm him to shoot other white men and uh Indian family the to, same to fill his why chest holes Waltz with weed. A black man to help him find the Brittle Brothers, and then uses it as some sort of lie. But he to was tell good him. as he is on his own. We Apparently saw him. Not. We saw him do some some. No, some, just because he's capable of survival doesn't mean he was good on his own. Because he still needed a black slave to find the Brittle Brothers. But he taught that. Man. He trained that man. He had the skills. Yes, and then goes back on everything by... by but could by, you imagine if Jonah Hex trained the guy to make the guns that are making the guns? No, he don't even have those skills. He got somebody else making those damn guns. Jonah Hex got all those skills within time. Do you want to talk about Leprechaun Michael Fassbender? Do you want to talk about that? He was the second one from jumping into the air and clicking his heels. And no, going, no, no, no. Michael Fassbender was awesome <laughs> as hell. Oh, are you Jonah Hex? I'm here to- I'm, oh, I'm Jason Stanker. I'm Joe Dax. No, uh, all of that. Absolutely ridiculous. Some kind of weird tattoo on his face. What's he, going on? First of all, he is awesome with his whistling and his singing. It gives him character. Two, 
This is a young Michael Fassbender. This is this is pre. Is this he couldn't pre- say no. This is post Inglorious Bastards, but also only known for one scene. Is this post Inglorious Bastards? Inglorious, Inglorious Bastards, Bastards come out like two thousand seven. Oh wow, two thousand eight. Because Django was like two thousand and twelve, and Django was like four years removed from Inglorious Bastards. That's ridiculous. Because Death Proof was like two thousand five, two thousand six. Death proof. So yeah. inglorious. So this was post inglorious bastards, but this was pre, um Charles and uh, not Charles um Magneto Eric Lyncher. This mm-hmm. is pre Eric Lyncher. So this is a Magneto that this is a an, a Michael Fassbender <laughs> that is not <laughs> even fully. Bastards gri- came out in two thousand nine. Well, nine. So, but so sti- like one could argue this is months. They didn't even know. Yeah, but, but he still had one scene. Sorry. He had one scene in Inglorious Bastards. But that's what I'm trying to say. That. There's some brilliance in that scene of his in Inglorious Bastards, but that might have been being filmed around the same time that this was being filmed. Also, two different directors, which then makes it yeah, which then makes like you know what I'm saying like they would have not the people who made I the people who made Jonah Hex didn't hire Michael Fassbender because of Inglorious Bastards. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. They didn't see him in that and go, oh my god, let's take what he did there and make it better. No, they just this hired was a casting a, director saying no. This was an agent saying, hey, Michael. I found this so, role that you might like. Uh, I want you to try your best to do um, the uh, mascot for the Lucky Charms uh, commercials. Do that, do that there if you can. Oh, and then and then he, it's not. It, it couldn't be uh, Irish stereotype without him just singing some random song about Ireland and when I was back in Dublin and something. I'm like, come on, Stop all of it. it. All Stop of it. it. You were enjoying you, it. You were enjoying it. How much was you the were... filter they put on the camera every time Megan Fox showed up on the screen, bro? Okay. I How was, much was no, that? I'm I'm not going to lie. I was saying the same thing. There were certain scenes where I'm like, yo, It was why? like 60s Hollywood, bro. Why? Every time she showed up on the screen. Especially the ending of the movie where they're at the courthouse after he got offered the job. And the background was like blue looked, and red. I'm it like, looked like a modern movie there. Yo, it looked like I'm a like, regular what? modern yeah, movie. Yeah, because they were like I blinked from... and I went, did I... Did they go back in time or forward <laughs> no, in time or something? No, I was... I really sat there and double-taked. I was like, did something happen? I, I'm no. not going to lie. That scene after Jonah Hex gets offered a job from the president and he turns it down. And he comes out and he's on the courthouse and it's raining. The sky is like this a magenta red and blue. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Where did these colors come from all of a sudden? Like, mm-hmm. this movie was not that, like, hyper-colored. Like, what is going on? Yeah. So, she, I don't think she's great. I think she's fine. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. See, look, of every Megan Fox movie that I can name off the top of my head right now, which, you know what, I will do for you. Transformers 1, Jennifer's Body, Jonah Hex. That's all I could name. From uh, I'm not looking anything up. I literally named it off the top of my head. Phone, flat down. Jonah Hex, the first Transformers, and Megan's body. Jennifer, not even Megan. Sorry, not Megan's body. Jennifer's body. Those are the only Megan Fox movies I could name off the top of my head. And of those three movies, only one of them gave me five minutes of Megan Fox being a badass. And Jonah Hex oh. gave me Megan Fox. Being a badass. badass that that scene at the end, bro. That scene at the end where she's just gunning dudes down, reloading her guns and gunning dudes down. That was awesome as hell. Listen. But we'll, we'll get there because in eight in eighteen seventy six, Turnbull 
has survived. Good old Quentin Turnbull survived his little oh, yeah, house the, fire. The reveal super of the real. secret no, super, super that we real. just got told. They just told I us knew, he yeah, died. I, I know. And it was they him. just told Oh, That's he's the not problem. dead. The problem the, the, the problem with it was is they're doing this whole train robbery scene. And I'm like, oh, is this gonna be First of all, when they were doing when they were starting off the train scene, I'm thinking this is Jonah Hex and a couple of his boys. I'm like, oh, what's going down right now? Oh, those are Confederacy. That's a Confederacy train. What what what's happening right now? No, wait, that's a Union train because then I noticed yeah. the hat and the uniform. I'm like, oh no, yeah. that's a Union train. So it's not. It, so then, bam, you have this whole little train robbery scene where I'm like, oh, this is pretty dope. This is pretty dope. Michael Fassbender. Once you see Michael Fassbender, whist- he's whist- <laughs> once you see Michael Fassbender whistling and setting up dynamite, I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is uh, John Malkovich and his boys, and it's John Malkovich. Every Western thing ever being Western. It, it's also kind. Of, they wanted to do the. You know what's so crazy? I swear they wanted Ku Klux Klan hats. Without hoods, without oh, doing it, yeah, yeah, they were literally doing the bottom half of the Ku Klux Klan hood with the top half Confederacy army hats, and I'm like, Jesus, could you be any more racist without? And that's what that is fine. I'll give you one. They were thing. trying to mention something along the lines of like, um, like what, what were his goals? What did he say his goals were? He said his goals. He just were wanted like, to destroy people. He just wanted to kill. He wanted to destroy America for being separate. What? Like no, he just wanted he to kill. He thought that it should, but he should wanted to destroy America. Like America did something to him or whatever. Maybe it's my misunderstanding of the film. But then again, I, I spent three yeah. hours talking about other films. I just didn't get it. I didn't understand Turnbill's issue. No, that's that's also another thing. I I rewatched it. I rewatched a lot of his scenes, and I still didn't understand what was going down. And if I'm just gonna be straight up honest with what I understood, he just was crazy. And it's John Malkovich. There's there's no other explanation besides it's John Malkovich being John Malkovich. Yeah. It's his Con Air performance. It's, but he's also incredibly tame in this role. Oh, this is probably the least John Malkovich-ish this man has ever been. Like, there is no room for monologues. There's no room for, for uh, voice. Voices changing. He's not talking like this. You shit fuck. He kind of reminded not... me of Jesse Ventura. Jesse <laughs> the body Ventura? Yeah, when he had that, when he had, the, he used to have that hair. Um, oh, because he had the bald. Yeah, the, yeah. That's a, that's a Hulk Hogan, I call it the Hulk Hogan haircut. Yeah. But I guess because he had a clean shaven face, I didn't call him the Hulk Hogan. Jonah Hex is, is, from my knowledge, doesn't have a mustache. So there's a reason for that because it looks ridiculous to tuck your mustache underneath your prosthetic <laughs> face cleft thing. I did like the cleft dog. I feel like maybe that was a that was probably kind of He cool. burnt his own face to get rid of that stupid branding. Yeah, uh about that. I figured you might want to know this. Um Jonah once came across his old tribe in the comics and found that uh somebody married somebody else um and there was a betrayal and he got blamed for it. He was banished from his, from his tribe and disfigured um by heating a tomahawk, and they scarred his face. Which is funny because in the movie he heated up a tomahawk and took the QT off his face. Yeah, so Native Americans did that to him. Uh, so he was burned out of spite. 
Yes, because he was part of a tribe. He was adopted by a tribe. That is... He's considered an anti-hero. He's not considered straight up black and white. Well, he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, when it comes down to to what makes a superhero a superhero, he couldn't be a superhero because he kills. Same way Punisher would be an anti-hero, not a hero. Yeah. Even if Punisher does slay evil the same way Jonah Hex slays evil, he still slays. And then there's the whole part about fighting for the South. Mm. What, what all that <laughs> he quit. He quit. He quit. Yeah. He quit, killed his best friend, and then had to suffer the consequences of his family dying. Yeah. So after the trainer's kit is uh, robbed, and the president is, is uh, told about weapons being stolen off of a union train, the president decides to uh, enlist good old Jonah Hex into the military. He summons Will Arnett with a mission to get Joan Hex into the military. And I'm sorry, I can't take Will Arnett seriously. You're a monster. I can't, not in this. You're a monster. The little mustache, all of it. It just feels like he's playing a character. And he kind of is. Same thing with Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley has a terrible accent in this film. No, this is Wes Bentley being his most Wes Bentley-est. There's no difference here between him and Hunger Games. This is probably his first film, though. But in Hunger Games, I don't really feel like he had to do anything. He was a game master. Nah, this man, like th- this man was was the the son from American Beauty. You want to see the most beautiful thing I ever filmed? He's that dude, the dude that falls in love with uh, Kevin Spacey's daughter in American Beauty. Should be better at this, and maybe he didn't know he had to put on a voice. He was doing like British and Southern, and there was a lot going on. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. So after the whole uh, president wanting to recruit. Uh, Jonah Hex and Will Arnett being sent with the mission to hire Hex. Hex decides to spend the night in a brothel. Yep. Where he meets up with his little boo, Lila, played by Megan Fox. Who just finished a man, if I'm not mistaken, right? She had sex with a guy that wanted to leave his wife, leave the store, leave I'm his not, kids. I'm not uh, shaming sex workers. I'm just uh, stating facts. She... <laughs> Has just finished the man off, maybe with her hands or mouth, <laughs> and then and then Jonah Hex is gonna come in here and and we'll go back into the we'll go back into tropes. You sit there, you sit on the bed. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. You know, uh, you should stay around, stick around for much longer. Yeah, but I can't. You know about my life. I can't do things like that. The people whatever, that whatever, love whatever. close to me get hurt. When he literally said that, I was over it. Then the whole rest of the movie is things like, um. I I I sure I killed him, you know. I, I you can't breathe with a hole in your lungs. That Jonah Hex don't need to breathe. <laughs> That's half the movie, for everything. <laughs> uh, um, greatness. I'm, I'm almost it's certain. I'm almost greatness. certain. We I, I I saw him die. Death. <laughs> no death could come for a man like Jonah Hex. <laughs> Listen. It was vengeance. It was gets, the best. It was, it was the best part. It was the best part of um John Wick, like the legend. Of the man without any of the cool... You never saw any of the cool shit. Oh, that jo- that Jonah Hex. Oh, everybody, right? Open the door. Jonah Hex. Oh, that Jonah Hex. He's a mortal man. They shot him up. They put weed in, into, his, into, his, into his wounds. And then they, they blew smoke in his face. And then he came back to life. And then a crow came out of his mouth. But continue. <laughs> Jonah Hex spends the night with 
with prostitute Lila. <laughs> that, no, now you have to refer to her as prostitute Lila. Who has ulterior motives. Uh, Army Lieutenant Grass, played by Will Arnett's men, arrive and reveal to, uh, reveal to Jonah Hex that Turnbull is still alive. Hex is brought to one of Turnbull's captured thugs who dies during interrogation. And it's funny because I'm watching this movie and there was about 50 minutes left of the movie at this point. And I'm like, yo, are we not going to get Jonah Hex doing any of his supernatural talk to the dead type scenes? Is this yeah. really going to go down? So this is just going to be a Western with like sci-fi religious aspects. And then bam. We get to a nice little scene of Jonah Hex talking to the dead, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It was kind of cool. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And he throws the dirt on the top of his head like dead likes dirt. So here's some dirt. It's like, that's just funny. It is fu- It was enjoyable. It was a lot more enjoyable than watching Leah Thompson try to rape a duck. Uh, No rape. <laughs> a lot Take of Take the rape. power back. Take the power back, girl. So much rape. Take the power back, unlike Take this woman here. Take the power back by raping. Instead of this woman here. <laughs> she took the power back by killing the guy that tried to rape he her. He purchased her fair and square. He purchased an evening with her. Now, if you go to a prostitute right now, Georgeth, and you give her $100 for an hour of your time, and you do that $100 of an hour of her time for seven days a week, at the eighth day, the first day of the second week, do you own her? Just because no, you gave I'm her money, certain, every... I'm almost certain he purchased her in the Christian way. He of did not her. purchase her, and in then the Christian put her, way. and then put her on that block to do what she does, and then the money goes to him. But no, now he says she he wants owns her. her. Is what he said. He said, "I own you." Yeah, because of he how much her, money he bought I... her off of some off of somebody. You can't purchase a prostitute outright. You can purchase a person. That's the whole reason why Jonah Hex is fighting this side in the first he place. He quit the Confederacy, <laughs> damn it. He quit the Confederacy. Oh, he didn't Jonah. let a hospital get burnt down. He killed his best friend. He quit the Confederacy and lost his he wife. He only killed his, his best friend because he thought his best friend was going to shoot on him. He lost his wife and his son because he quit the racist side. Mm. That is worth something. That's worth a lot. Hmm. So now Jonah Hex, who has just been revealed that his greatest enemy is alive and has to interrogate one of the thugs, he finds out where ex-Confederate Colonel Sulcum is, who is the owner of an illegal deathmatch pavilion in South Carolina. Which I will say, this scene reminded me a lot of um, the second um, what Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. fighting in oh, like yeah. a bare knuckle oh, boxing oh, scene. Oh, are we at the Mindscape? We are at the bare knuckle boxing okay. scene with the guy named the the, the snake. Yeah. The oh, oh, the, the snake. And then, oh yeah, you want to explain that weird vampire thing? You want to do that for the audience? I have no idea what that is. What do you I, mean, Dan? I have no, I have no idea. I don't even know of any kind of hallucinogenic drugs See, that existed in the eighteen hundreds. You get on me and my movie for explaining duck evolution, but then you you introduce some kind okay, of weird you know, your movie vampire. Had, your movie had a hybrid. human explain duck evolution. From a planet that before that to day, other human. but before that day even existed, 
Tim Robbins had no idea that no. that planet even existed. He didn't, introduce, he didn't introduce this then. He, he introduced, introduced the, the hypothesis. Time. The second time they came around, he had the PowerPoint. Because my man was working, No, bro. that was all the same day. Hell no. That was all... No, that nah, what? You no. can rewatch the movie if I, you want. I will make... Lord, that was literally all the same day. She goes to meet Tim Robbins, and in the same day that she meets Tim Robbins, he... T- because what happened was, is in that whole little office... He's telling him about his life, and he's like, you know what? I'm out of here. And he goes yeah. to leave, and she's like, oh, I'm leaving too. And, and then while they have the argument outside. No, it's the, after. After, while Lee Thompson and Howard the Duck were leaving, meeting Tim Robbins for the first time, Tim Robbins is like, wait a minute. I have this hypothesis, this theory that your world is like our world with Darwinism evolution. And then they have the fight outside by the fountain. It is all the same day that he meets Howard the Duck and has some sort of hypothesis that the world and his world were the same and evolution goes on. I'm going to have to double check those You can double check it all you want. But I'm telling you, it was the same exact day. If you really want to go into their time, it was in the same hour. Within an hour of meeting Tim Robbins, this duck is told that his world evolves the same way that Terra evolves with Darwinism. But instead of a man evolving from apes, man evolved from duck. But you got facts and figures or hypothesis. You still haven't told me where your vampire man came from. There's a lot of drugs that existed (laughs) in the 1800s. There's the opioid crisis. Of the 1800s, and anybody wants to fact check me, they can't because I'm not going to listen. But we're going to go with the opioid crisis. The opioid crisis. So after that, because that that scene just seemingly ends with Jonah Hex beating up on Colonel uh, Slocum's men and then throwing him into the pit with the snake. Is what this character was built uh, whatever, as. Whatever. What? Yeah, what? Whatever. Rep- reptile from Mortal Kombat. And then we have the scene where a, where a, a Washington aristocrat, Aldman Lusk, played by Wes Bentley, decides to steal the remaining components of a weapon designed by Nikola... No, not Nikola Tesla. No, it was, it Eli was Whitney. The, Eli Whitney, the man that designed the cotton gin. Yeah, because then they hired him to make weapons of mass destruction, apparently. Apparently, they, they hired Eli, Eli Cotton Gin to make weapons of mass destruction. I don't know why, but that's what happens. So, after... Uh, when uh, Hex confronts... Uh, Colonel Slocum in South Carolina and Slocum refuses to talk, Jonah Hex sarcastically asks where Jeb's father is. Hex overpowers Slocum's men and throws him into the ring by the fire. And that's right. Oh, I remember hating this scene because this was literally the definition of a cameo. Like, we like to throw the word cameo around very loosely. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had a cameo. She had a cameo. He had a cameo. But their cameos end up being, like, two-thirds of the movie. Their cameos. And, all right. Like, um, perfect example. People like to say Agent Coulson had a cameo in Avengers. 
But his cameo, no. But his cameo was very. But it he was in that film. For the sake of argument, for his, it's still. A, I think if you if you have more than one scene, it's not a cameo. But that's the problem. Is a lot of people like to use the the, the a term. A lot of people are dumb, Dan. A lot of dumb people like to use the the term cameo for people that are in the movie more than five seconds. But like you say, if you have more than one scene, that's not a cameo. Yep. You were just very smallly written into the movie. Michael Shannon has the definition of a goddamn cameo in this movie. And doesn't his name come up? Doesn't his name come up when you look up the cast? His name comes up in the credits. The cast, but Jeffrey D. Morgan's doesn't. His his says on IMDb unaccredited. You have to scroll all the way to the bottom of the IMDb cast list to find Jeffrey D. Morgan. Both of which him and Michael Shannon had a scene. But if you want to ask me who I feel had the shorter scene, Michael Shannon literally had one line of dialogue. Yeah, he was just like a... He, he, was, intru- the, he was the ringmaster. Yeah, yeah. He introduced everything, and then you never see him for the rest of the movie. I going to call him the circus master. I'm like, that's not what that, that role is called. Yeah, it's a ringmaster. It's a ringmaster. He had that. He had like four lines of dialogue, one sentence, like 20 words. So you had human cockfighting in your film. Yes, but your movie had rape and nope. a pedophile. Nope. Well, you can't say nope on that last one. Well, it had your a movie had a legit pedophile. But he wasn't a pedophile when he was in it, though. So says who? Uh... It says who? <laughs> Just because he got caught in two thousand and one doesn't mean that he started in two thousand and one. Well, we'll have to go to the footage. You got to go to the footage. So after the, after my human peacocking scene, uh, this man decides to set. An entire tent on fire full of just people. Because that's what Jonah Hex does. He sets people on fire. Well, he's absolutely out of control. And he's ridiculous. Did we already go to him burning his face? Not yet. That is literally like the third act climax. So in the Gettysburg Cemetery, Jonah Hex decides to, to dig up and resurrect Jeb, who I love how IMDB has it in... Uh, a quote, not put quotes, parentheses, an unaccredited Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> for Jeb. You just slide that in there. He apologizes for killing Jeb, telling him his father must be stopped before his before he murders more people. Before returning to the afterlife, Jeb reveals his father is at Fort Resurrection because <laughs> Jeb said that he watches Fort over here. Fort, I'm over here. <laughs> Fort, I'm not dead yet. Fort, remember when everyone told you that I was dead? The well, the uh, story of my death has been e- extremely exaggerated. Fort plot convenience, I feel you. You understand? At the fort, Hex confronts Turnbull and kills several of his men, but Turnbull escapes and Hex is cru- crucially wounded by Burke, played by Fassbender. <laughs> you're the Jonah Hex. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Oh, you're when I was back in Dublin. I'm like, all right. You yeah. take the high road and I He was seconds away from doing road. that. Seconds away from doing that. Doesn't he get... He, get, he tries to uh, kill... Uh, and Burke is an Irish name. That's hilarious. He tries to kill... What's his face? Uh, uh, Megan Fox, too. Yeah, that's why she gets kidnapped. Yep. Which I forgot to even mention. Yeah, so Burke decides to visit the old brothel place. And it's Megan Fox he decides to kidnap. Who was writing a letter to Jonah Hex, which I could only assume was a goodbye letter. 
like I'll never see you again letter, but never gets sent. All you see is that shot of her scripting Jonah Hex on a envelope. Which I thought he was gonna come in and be well, like, I thought he was gonna come in and, and, and be like, oh, so, so where's Jonah Hex? And he'd be like, I don't know Jonah Hex. And he'd be like, well, you just write an adult for Jonah Hex right there. I thought he was gonna catch the letter, and he never even saw the letter, so he never even brought that letter up. So she has an awesome penmanship. She does. For a prostitute of the 1800s, she I mean, has. You're a, telling me she can't work her hands, Dan? What do you? What she do you can work, yeah, but you know, at that point, calligraphy. Yeah, calligraphy or not. When's the last time we used the word calligraphy on this podcast? I don't think we ever used calligraphy on this podcast. Damn right, always changing. Got to keep it new. You feel me? So you take the highway. <laughs> wounded by Burke, he collapses in a field, hovering near death for several days. Turn for and hovering near death for several days. Turnbull, anticipating Hex's return, sends Burke to bring him something Hex loves. And Burke, oh, and Burke kidnaps Lila. Oh, so, so Burke kidnaps Lila after that whole Jonah Hex reveal. Yeah, because he does the thing, the thing that every villain go get somebody he cares about. Okay, well, you know, which is just foreshadowing because he already told her before everybody I love dies or. Everybody close to me. I just want to love you. She's doing the same thing as he as he is, just dropping one liners. I never was one to be uh, on. Oh yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really much of a city girl. I've never played house. All, all of that, all of that, all, both of them, all way and nearly. This bro. is also Megan Fox. So like, give he her. He literally, you talking about setting fire, whatever. He literally walked away from an explosion in this. Still don't think this is worse than Howard the Duck. I think this is more wow. entertaining. It's yeah. way more entertaining. Yeah. Don't be a hater, bro. This wasn't a chore. Howard the Listen, if I had Howard to watch if I had to Duck. watch Howard the Duck by myself without being here, I probably wouldn't have even finished that movie. I would have signed It's pretty long, but you would have to, you know, you got to take it in pieces as I would have signed off in. the second we got to the diner scene. No joke, I'm telling you straight up honestly, the second we got to the diner scene and this waitress says, hey, that kid's costume is cool. And then five seconds later, so you guys want three beers? Let me bring you three beers even though I know that's a kid in a costume. But it ultimately wasn't a child in a costume. It doesn't matter if it was it, to the audience what it was. To the audience, it could have been a, a, a lifelike dildo. doesn't oh matter. Gosh. The fact that the waitress in-universe knew that that was a kid in a costume and then decides to bring three beers anyways. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I think he deserved that beer. He's had a long day. Yeah, of course he deserved that beer, but it doesn't matter what he deserves when the p- proprietor of the of the business knows you're a child yeah, and brings I don't think you- you've ever even used the word proprietor. I have never in my life used the word proprietor. But when the proprietor of a business knows you are a child, and decides to bring you an alcoholic beverage anyways, knowing you're a child, I think you lose points on the ethical scales. No matter how much my prostitute was a badass. (laughs) My prostitute was a badass. So, he, listen, oh, God. (laughs) Turnbull tests his his, uh, super weapon on a small town in Georgia, leveling it, to to the grounds. I feel like if you gotta do all that, if you gotta like shoot your balls and then shoot another ball that blows up the balls, get it done the first time. That was guy. that that actually pissed me off. I won't even lie. It's, they look like Dragon Balls. 
keep well that one the 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 final ball looked like a dragon ball but i don't know what the final ball does when you literally are shooting like they never balls. said what it was it could be magic too they never said what it was made out of I don't, why it has a triggering effect energy uh but energy thing, <laughs> yeah, energy. energy energy that's where i i, uh, I go in with God. it but I they've don't. done this is also like this is obviously this is i mean i i'm almost certain there's a an example before this, but it makes me think of the Dr. Poison scene in, in Wonder Woman. We've got this thing. We're, we're perfecting it. So let's show us using it so you can see how dangerous it is on a small scale so that we could eventually use it on a big scale. You know, I'm disappointed in you because you had this movie to go against and hate on. And I'm the one here finding all of the worst parts of Wild Wild West in this movie. No, I all see it, but I don't feel like that all needs to be said. You can see all the weird... Because literally both this and Wild Wild West, you know who the president is in both those movies? Ulysses S. Grant. But that's because they're both post-Civil War. Which would be Ulysses S. Grant as the president. And they're both a southern man mad at the world post-civil war and he's both confederate and we're also because we're post-civil war we're post-industrial oh so that's they, right the industrial revolution so yes. it, they're creating like these steampunk weapons that will destroy the world it's all the same that's what i'm saying like when did wild wild west come out a whole decade before right, right? uh literally 12 years wild wild west if i'm not mistaken 97 98 you can look it up but i'm pretty sure 97 98 if they would have took out Megan Fox and just kept the dog, I think I would have liked this better. <laughs> I mean, the dog was pretty cool. He had a lot of personality, that dog. That dog had a lot of personality. Uh, and he didn't have to do a one-liner or any of that kind of stuff, so that's great. So Hex is uh, basically gunned down, left for dead, and then gets... As he should be. Then gets found by his Native American allies and perform a ceremony that heals him. He relays a message to Lieutenant Grass that Turnbull plans to attack Washington, D.C., then rides to Independence Harbor alone to stop him. Hex infiltrates the harbor where Turnbull's ironclad warship is anchored, overpowering. It is is anchored. Overpowering, because <laughs> there's no fucking... Yeah. They don't, Wikipedia doesn't like to do... Uh, ex, not explanation. What are those? Punctuations. They don't like to punctuate. Right. There should be a period there. A lot of run-on sentences. Yeah, so Hex, is, uh, uh, Hex infiltrates the harbor where Turnbull's iron-clad warship is anchored, overpowering and killing Burke, and re- then resurrects him just to incinerate his body completely. Oh, hell no. Turnbull holds Lila at gunpoint and forces Hex to surrender, which is a pretty cool scene where he tells him, you know, People like to say Jonah Hex doesn't have a heart. I beg to differ. I think that's your your biggest flaw, mm-hmm. or something like that. Which is which is pretty cool, because you know I you don't really. But get... they don't have. They don't have a blood feud. He kills his son. He kills his family. But I already yeah, and this is all done. That's the blood feud. But I'm saying it's all done at that point. No, he has no further anger towards Jonah Hex. Oh, him personally. Yeah. Uh, he's just an inconvenience. He's just, yes, I was like, he's doing, he's going to go do something else. He's trying to blow up the world. You feel me? He's not trying to blow up the world because of Jonah X or because of his son or because of any of this, these gripes. He's just a uh, mustache running villain. Oh, no, he got point. his revenge on Jonah X. That's what I'm saying. And seemingly, Jonah X got his revenge when he thought he died. If he didn't find out no, he was back was to the life. Thing about it. He didn't get his revenge. That's why Jonah X is pissed off. He went to go get his revenge. 
And when he got there, the building was already seemingly burnt. Well, not seemingly. The building no, burned down. Burnt. But yeah, yeah. the the whole thing was he went to go find Quentin Turnbull. And when he got there to stop him, he had already seemingly killed himself is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So Jonah Hex never got his revenge. He was never the one to do that. To say, I stopped you. I stopped you. No. Quentin Turnbull seemingly stopped himself. Right. But I'm saying once he... Once he had come to the idea that this man was dead, right? Um, he did what? There's no point in searching for him anymore because he's dead. So he's given up on the idea of getting revenge because he's gone. He can't get that revenge again. Also, you have that very tropey scene where they recruit him, and they're they're like Jonah Hex, <laughs> you know, <laughs> baddest baddest guns in the West, and he's like, I haven't heard that name in quite some time, and they're like. We need you, Jonah Hex. You're the only man for the job. And he's like, I'll never do a damn thing for you guys again. And then they're like, Jonah Hex, it's about Turnbell. He's like, when can I sign up? And I was like, this, it was all, all of it, bro. It could have been a commercial. It was all the tropiest, the, the. uh, Trope or not, it was a lot more entertaining than a duck being raped. No ducks were raped. Not a single sex scene. I don't have a single sex scene in my in my film. Whoa, I think you have a single sex scene. No, I don't. Uh do you want to go over your counting scars scene as this the most trope tropomatic film <laughs> in DC comics history? I don't know about trope. Oh, look at your scars. We can call it one, two, three, and then we make a lot. You got a lot of gun. You got a lot of gun scars. Like, yeah, I've been shot a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not good at my job. Apparently, I'm, I'm apparently I'm a lot easier to shoot than I thought I was. This is the kind of shit he should say. Go ahead, get him to kill Turnbull, and then when everybody runs away. Well, I mean, well, so yeah. Well, let's see. Well, let's see. Well, so, uh, when, with Hex and Lila captive in the hold of the ship, Turnbull steams towards Washington. A monitor command by Lieutenant Grass interrupts Turnbull, but is quickly destroyed by the superweapon. And I said this in the Major Issues uh, group chat. I said, how to, how to finish your character's arc effortlessly, 101, kill them. Yeah. Because think of everybody that died in this movie. Mm-hmm. The guy that owned, quote unquote, owned Lila, shot and killed. Michael Fassbender, killed. Michael Shannon gets a cameo, killed. Yeah, you don't have to ask Wes any questions. Wes Bentley, shot in the back of the head. Will Arnett, yeah, at driving what point a Steve. Ben- at what point, Wes Bentley says something like, if you fail, you know, you'll be hung. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, that there's somebody above, above Turnbull, but no. He just kills Wes Bentley and thus everyone else. It well, he need, what the thing was is, uh, with Bess, was Wes Bentley? Wes Wesley, bro. Wes Wesley. Beth Wesley. Beth Wesley was his um, financial backer. He just needed the money for the ship and all that shit. Basically, yeah, he was basically <laughs> and all that shit. He was basically yeah. his banker. He was paying his way, and then when he got everything he needed, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to pay you, actually, and just shoots him in the back of the head. Terrible. So, there's that. Lila frees herself and Hex, which was 
I'm not gonna lie, it was a very uh, Attack of the Clones because it came out of nowhere, absolute nowhere. No, it literally came out of nowhere, and I was enjoying the scene until she freed herself because he's like, "Hey, you got that uh thing on your bra? Nope, they took it. Yeah, but what about the thing in your corset? They took it." Well, what about your they back? Took they took everything. Uh, yep, they Jonah. took. They like took a bad everything, joke, a except bad joke. that the fact that they didn't take my little nail filer that was just hidden in my in my wrist. Somewhere. And the reason why, like, she could do things like that was set up to be because her mama didn't raise no fool or something like that. <laughs> Which was also the same character in Transformers because her daddy ain't raised no fool. Was her daddy like a thief though? Her dad was a was he he owned a chop shop. In Transformers, that was it. She was the daughter of a chop shop owner, so he. Uh, it's almost like someone who looks like that can't just be a good natured. They have to have like. They an made edge. her the bad guy in Jennifer's body, yeah. but not only did they they're hot shaming her, Dan. But not only did don't they let make people her... hot shame Megan Fox. I'm tired of it because genuinely, I think she is not a bad actress. I I am in the camp that thinks Megan Fox, if she was given a role. You've seen how many movies by this studio by now. Megan Fox under A24. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me her own starring role, not just cameo. I was not... scared she was going to go down the Lindsay Lohan route. That is literally what I'm scared. I mean, she, I think she's, I mean, she found the love of her life in Machine Gun Kelly, bro. We'll be fine. Bro, she ended up turning an, a rapper to a, to a rock star. So there is that. Love. Don't she they, turned don't they a each other's to a blood or something? No, nope, I don't care what. I love Megan Fox and and uh, Machine Gun Kelly doesn't deserve her. I deserve her. Why? Because, because you're when, defending her movie. Because when everybody hates her, I'm seemingly the only one that loves this girl. Like I genuinely think Megan Fox is a powerhouse actress. You know what Megan Fox is? Megan Fox is what Lindsay Lohan and the and the Ashleys. Could have been Olsons. Sorry, because I said Ash. The Olsons. They're what the Olsons and the Lindsay Lohans could have been, but didn't have the talent to be. Megan Fox is not only one of the hottest women to ever exist on planet Earth in our human history, but she is genuinely not a bad actress. She really it. She get. She is given the She is given. The direction she has to take. It just with the sucks role. that the direction that she had to take for years was sound out of breath. This <laughs> and body, very and yeah. Very... Did you I see that it. corset? I was looking at, I was like, I was looking at her body, like that's just unrealistic standards for women. I'm sorry, women, that we used to strap you guys <laughs> into these. Fucking... But that's the problem. Where even what? All right, so Jennifer's body for a second. Because mine had, mine had an obviously independent woman in it who made her own sexual choices. You understand? Leah Thompson, she put her hands on the wheel, Dan. On the she wanted wheel. to fuck a... Well, go ahead. Go ahead, judge. Judge, judge for all our listeners. All right? I am not... I've seen some of the, the guys out there on social media. They're dating some ducks, all right? <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, are you... Sometimes. Whoa, whoa. I don't... Are you, are you going to call actual women that exist in the real world ducks by their looks? It's a duck blur, bro. It's a duck blur. Black <laughs> a mystery. I'm, I'm going to make sure that doesn't end up on a headliner because I don't want the world to know that you think ugly women look like ducks. I did not say that. You're putting a lot of statements in my mouth, sir. <laughs> All right? 
and not even for the cost of what it takes to put something in Lila's mouth. So let's get back to whoa, 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 whoa. Get, twenty-five cents in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> what? No, at one point they said he killed four people for a hundred dollars. So I was like, oh my god, he killed a, he killed four people for a hundred dollars. Let me get them hundred dollars. His the bounty on his head. Was five hundred? Oh yeah, so that's not that much. I, well, I mean, back in those days, what year no, was that? I mean, it was uh, it was eighteen seventy six. So let's just go eighteen eighty. Let's 1876. see what eighteen seventy six. Hundred dollars. I put I put nineteen seventy six. Sorry. A hundred dollars in eighteen seventy six was a was worth twenty five hundred. Yep. Right. Yep. About twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. That's still not a lot for to four? kill four men. And bring their body, or to bring four men in, three men in, and kill one. You would be looking at would you five hundred five hundred ahead? Would you wrangle four men for twenty five hundred dollars? Illegal outlaws. <laughs> well, you also have to think of what they would. What is dog the bounty hunter getting paid? <laughs> twenty, but but oh, but twenty five hundred dollars uh-huh. in eighteen hundreds, right? That's a lot for because you don't have a lot of things. Like you literally don't. All right. So in today, that twenty five hundred dollars, I beer is expensive. A, a six pack is twelve dollars. A pack of cigarettes is almost twenty. No, no, no. But that's twenty five hundred dollars now. But twenty five hundred dollars in in the time where you're literally trading a freshly caught rabbit for milk, eggs, and bread for the month, like. You don't need oh, money. Oh, oh, what I'm saying is, right, in those right, days, yeah. you don't. They need... weren't. I I don't know if they were paying for electricity and stuff like that. In those yeah, but you right, right, right. weren't at that point. You I weren't paying you for that, electricity. Yeah. You're literally buying candles and wax from your um. What do they call those? The the general store. Oh yeah, because they had everything in the general store, huh? Yeah, you're. Oh, that's uh, that's. I think was what the original pharmacy was, and that's why pharmacies in a lot of small towns, and especially in like the world like Fargo. Where you literally go to the pharmacy for everything, right? You know, you don't need. If you have twenty five hundred dollars in a world where you're literally not paying your phone bill, your electric bill, your gas bill, your rent, your heating bill, like you know stuff like that, that twenty five dollars comes a long way. Especially think of it, twenty five hundred dollars, and you can get a beer for ten cents. Mm-hmm. How many beers are you logically buying for a hundred dollars? You go, you you go to the general store and you get a pack of cigarettes for five cents. Yeah, like there's a scene of him drinking a beer and all the beer is going out of his mouth hole. But then he's laying there with Megan Fox and he's drinking out of the bottle. It was still going out of his mouth. But I'm like, then that's got to be going all over her too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just want to be covered in in old man whiskey and and. No, oh, yeah, that's exactly what they were drinking. They were he he was just drinking whiskey out the bottle. Yeah, yep, with his mouth hole. Nowhere near, very Harvey Dentish. But nowhere near as dirty as her mouth hole. Continue your, uh, continue sir, your sir, synopsis. Sir, I don't like the way that you just said It's a duck blur. It's a duck blur. Listen, it is definitely not a duck Life blur. is a mystery. So, let's, <laughs> let's continue with, with my synopsis. Yeah, I keep singing the duck, the ducktail song. Yeah, you're going to sing the DuckTales song because you're not going to sing the Howard the Duck song. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Kick off your Sunday shoes. Woo-woo. He doesn't wear shoes, bro. Footloose. So that, says, that shows how much you know because he doesn't even wear shoes. So Lila frees herself and, he- and, and Jonah Hex, holding off the guards while he races to stop Turnbull. 
which she was being a very big badass in that scene where she was gunning down dudes at the bottom of the hall. Pew, 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 pew. You can say pew, pew all day you want, but think of any Megan Fox movie you've Wait, seen. You would have to write this at. You would have to write this scene at that time. We're also decades past, or a decade almost past. Freaking, uh, what's her face? Trinity from the Matrix. Like we're 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 far yeah, away. Yeah, but Carrie Ann Moss is literally in a in a world of her own. But okay, so we're two decades away from um, what's her face? Uh, Sigourney Weaver in Aliens or. Linda Hamilton in uh in Terminator. Terminator. We're past this whole like we can do it too thing. Like, she should have had more to do. She should have been but smarter. When guys, but when when the white man is still running <laughs> Hollywood and still writing these roles like John McClane and Rambo, hero and... like Will, Will, Willard or Huck to come through. Put a duck on the map. Oh, and make a woman. My God. Make, make a, a woman, woman have trying to have sex with a no, duck. She was because she's a woman, and when you have a woman in the eighties, you have to have a sex scene. No, name that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Sir. Linda Hamilton had a sex scene in the first Transformers. You're making movie. it seem like these women don't want to have sex in general. Well, maybe women maybe don't want to have sex in general. Maybe women... <laughs> We're maybe, on a whole other path No, here. maybe women actually don't logically want to have sex. And it's the only reason why they have sex is because they feel it's the expectations no. of being in a relationship with man. Perhaps. As, I, perhaps as I'm woman, saying perhaps she genuinely that. wants to have sex. Genuinely. I mean, Ask I, any woman. I, so, I okay, do you feel like... Like on a random right Thursday, now, like right now, I can't. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna go no, there. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna incriminate myself. I'm not but, telling you to incriminate you. So but, I'm just saying, ask any female friend you have on a random <laughs> Thursday. friend. Ask any female friend on a random Thursday work. afternoon. Hey, is it on your mind just randomly right now to have sex? They're probably saying no. It's the guy's mentality that writes these women to just be horn dogs. I, at last I checked, it is a pleasurable experience for both. And it's so long as the woman chooses to want to do that sort of thing, it's her choice. But it's also the guy's choice as well. Or both consenting parties. You've got to have two consenting parties. Now, my film had and a he sexual... He wasn't a consenting party and in thus, that moment. And thus, no sex was had. But there was two consensual parties in my movie, that, and thus sex was had. Right. Between Jonah Hex and Megan So there was Fox. no rape in either one of our films is what you're saying. No. no. That's I, exactly that woman, what you just said. That woman straight up tried to rape a duck. I didn't say the rape was successful. I just said by saying sexual it, harassment by saying was, it, sexual saying harassment he, was prevalent in I that moment. If I said you committed murder, and then you go, that person's not dead, I go, well, you know, you attempted it. Like, no, there's a difference between committed and attempted. Fine. She's not trying but, to. So you're also agreeing that there was that. attempted rape on the behalf of a woman on top of a duck. Nope, she was putting him back in his place. Okay. Duck place. Okay, so, so so putting someone back in their place is to do two wrongs. To try and rape him to try and rape him while he was just being sexually forward. She shot the Joker. She killed the one villain to not have everybody else okay, die. Okay, but is she still any less of a murderer? Uh, uh, is the, she any less of a murderer? In the court of public opinion? In court of what opinion here? What what in the what court, court? In the, in the, in the eyes of the court, law. What duck court are you trying to take her? In the eyes to of have the law, her? I kill the Joker. I'm still a murderer. Whether the person I killed was the Joker or the person I killed was Hitler duck, or Dahmer. The duck people of Duck World are ex- an extremely sexual species. Also, you're telling me the people of Duck World don't know what rape is. No, I'm saying that he thought he thought. 
he knew what he wanted. He said, she said, he said is all. He thought he knew what he wanted until she gave it to him. And the thing is, that happens in real life too. All these guys talking crazy, throwing dick pics out at everybody. He basically was throwing dick pics out at this woman. Duck pics at at Leah Thompson. Okay, so dick pics is enough to... For the rape, was considering that nobody got raped. Uh, no, it isn't enough. But she got put in his place. He was sexually, she was sexually harassed. He got sexually harassed. All right, even playing field. No, she got sexually harassed, and he got near raped. What near raped? She was. He put the blanket over his head, and she was pulling the blanket down. Like, oh, Howard. Oh, Howard. Yeah, you were Calling talking. Him Ducky. You were talking Ducky. wild crazy. You were talking wild crazy before. Okay, he was talking wild crazy, wow. and she was. Movie starts doing... off with him looking at pornography. Well, that's consensual pornography because that's a Playboy that that duck decided to pose in right. and allow to be sold. Exactly, and so he put himself in that position. Don't duck blame, sir. Right it feels like you want to duck blame right now. I am definitely going to duck blame. Howard the duck. Howard the duck. So, back to this other terrible movie. That's not that terrible. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Jonah Hex more than I enjoyed Howard the duck. So, Jonah Hex jams its belt feeder because there's always oh there's a whole fight that's right there's a whole ending fight between Malkovich and Jonah Hex and Jonah Hex decides to take John Malkovich by the by the collar and throw his head his neck into a a, a girder of sorts uh, um, uh no to um like cogs <laughs> is it it's a cog right it was yeah. you called the cog yeah he like puts his head through two cogs yeah. and this whole time I'm like squinting my face like Oh, I don't want to see Malkovich yeah, already, get headless. Yeah, because they already put Fastbenders through a propeller, right? Oh, yeah, he put fast the back of Fast... The thing was, he put the back of Fastbender's head through a propeller, and then he touched Fastbender to wake him up, hold him long enough to feel the burn, because and then, the, the, he, and then he punches him into, into embers. Guess, right? <laughs> yeah, That's and for of... him, he didn't even give him that, that last right, quote-unquote last right. He just put his neck between two cogs, and then the Dragon Ball, <laughs> yeah, landed on him and exploded the whole thing. Very, very conveniently, but yes, everything's wrapped up. Open and shut case. That's lit- no, that, that, dead. That, that, there's really nothing much, much else to say at that all point the bad because guys it's literally wrapped up at that point. Yeah, all the bad guys are dead, and, and thus, thus. So at that point, um, uh, Johnny Hex gets offered a job to be the military's bounty hunter. And he says no. He's not really much into having a boss. Uh, and then him and Megan Fox walk away together, only for Megan Fox not to be there when he does his little ride off into the sunset after visiting the Gettysburg uh, Cemetery. Isn't that the part where the ghost riders all run <laughs> down the thing? Yep. There's a guy on a motorcycle. There's a guy in a, on, a, on a horse. Oh, God. Isn't that, isn't that ghost ride. It, yeah, basically, he got... What? He basically goes to the Gettysburg and then Cemetery. And Elliot, right, starts to t- do, do a voiceover. And sometimes, sometimes there's, there's a, a man. man. <laughs> and that's it. Why is that the best line, though? And that's it. No, he goes back to Jeb's thing, right? What happens? He goes with- back to he goes back to the Gettysburg Cemetery. He um puts like a flower at Jeb's grave and yeah. says, "I'm sorry." 
because Jeb doesn't like reach out and grab no, it. Does he? No, <laughs> I can't. It was remember. just a whole. I'm I'm sorry about this because uh, he killed his father. But basically, Jeb was saying that he was watching him and his father, oh, yeah, and yeah, they were basically yeah, the yeah, same yeah. person at this point. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. killing out of vengeance and stuff. So, and then he rides off into the sunset with his dog. It was him and his dog and the horse. They did not they... give us enough of Jeb. They also do doing that the whole movie, right? They kept just like insinuating what he did without straight up telling us, and I hate that shit. Yeah, for real. Where it's like, you know what you did. You turn coat. You damn, you know, your be- you killed your best friend. Your best friend died, man, when you killed your best friend. And we don't ever find it out until, until he brings him back from the dead and they have exposition talk. You killed me, yeah, but it's because you tried to do But this. they brought yeah. back Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so. Howard. Da, da. Howard the Duck tried to rape. Got to get right. raped. You got, you he got, tried to get raped. He tried he, to get raped. He that, tried to get raped. Is that he, your it, final answer to My the, final to answer the is he tried to get himself raped. What I'm saying is Howard the Duck is too big for little minds. And some people can't understand the pure sexual freedom a duck has in this world. The pure, unadulterated, raw, grim, real sexual desires that a duck has. You understand? Ducks and, have sexual desires now. You, are you trying you, to say they don't? I'm definitely trying to say they Only don't. Only humans do? How How uh, hubris, the hubris one has Because here. animals only kill for food. That's what? That's what? <laughs> what? They only kill for food, but it doesn't mean they can't have pleasure. I don't think an animal has sexual pleasure. What? Dogs I only think... have sexual pleasure. They don't know about they don't know about raising kids. They turn around that they see the kids later, but they're just trying to get it get it gone. Are you are you calling dogs deadbeat fathers? I'm saying that dogs don't hop pillows to practice. All right? <laughs> you clip that you clip that for a headliner. <laughs> That's it. That'll be its own I'm, I'm gonna give you a thirty second That should headline. be the title of this episode. Dog Dogs uh, the, full transparency, I did fall asleep for the last twenty minutes of my film. When I was watching it, but to be honest, he he did. It was a very long film. No, listen, I won't even fault you on that. I won't even fault you because once we got to the diner scene, dude, I was literally ready to just pack my bags and go home. Uh, The second, but that's did you notice the the second Howard the Duck ended? I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm ready to go. I was tired. I was bored. Okay, I will give you Howard the Duck entertained me for the first twenty minutes. But after we meet Tim Robbins, I swear to God, I was bored by the rest of that movie. It was it was a very it non-typical was too much. Tim Robbins too. I've never seen Tim Robbins like that before. And it's not it's not even the fact that that, that Tim Robbins was being extremely quirky, because I I uh, I would have to let me look him let me look it up because I know in my heart I saw this man in a quirky ass. What is this movie with Tim Robbins? And it had to be. Is he in? No, he's not in. Uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, Egghead. What is it? Conehead. No, I don't think so. But he would. Wow, no. Howard the Duck would be his first. He movie. was nominated for a Razzie. Yeah, a lot of them were. Worst supporting actor. That's which is terrible. Bull Durham, he did Bull Durham two years ago. See, that was my earliest seeing Tim Robbins in the 80s was Bull Durham. And for anybody that doesn't know, I will tell all of you, Bull Durham is my favorite sports movie. Bull Durham is my favorite baseball movie. It's my favorite Kevin Costner performance. It is my favorite, uh, I think, 
that's not Susan Sarandon. It's um, you're Susan Sarandon. No, it is Susan Sarandon. It's Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins, Christopher, uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, Bull Durham is just one of my favorite all-around movies. I think Bull Durham is a masterpiece. But what so, isn't a masterpiece is goddamn Howard the Duck and its rape scenes of a poor duck from another planet. I'll die on that hill. That's all you got. That's I'll all die. You, that's all I need. That's all you and the rest of there's a there's a there's a huge host of other people though out there in the world, Dan, that just want you to enjoy Howard the Duck for what it is a cl- a cult classic with anthropomorphic animals in love. All right, and this is a month of love. This is a month of no restrictions on your love. Love whoever you want. And that's all Howard was trying to teach us. Meanwhile... Is that why we're doing this on Pride Month? Uh, that's, a, that's the only reason why we're doing this. But <laughs> but overall, I guess you guys will be the judge of which one's the actual worst. I'll tell you the truth. I probably won't see both of these again. I'm definitely not rewatching any of these. I might rewatch Howard the Duck. To, to, watch, to show someone who's never seen Howard the Duck, I think it's worth watching Howard the Duck. To show someone who's never seen Howard the Duck. A couple I, beers? I, but if you're looking... Yeah, but it, does that get points? If you're literally looking to introduce somebody to a movie so you two can make fun of it, is does that count as points? Or are you gonna throw a movie away that you will never watch again? Like, you know what? I watched it, I can say I did. Let me just never watch it again and ignore it. What gets more points? I think the movie that doesn't that does that that isn't purposely being shown just to make fun of gets the lesser points. But the thing is I would never go back to Jonah Hex. You know what I'm saying? There's like a there's, re- I don't there's, see I don't see a situation. I don't see a rewatchability in, in I watch. I yeah. don't see a rewatchability in Jonah Hex. No, but I also think Howard the Duck shouldn't be getting points because its rewatchability solely relies on the fact of you making fun of it. A movie that's being rewatched to be rewatched because you love it. To rewatch a movie to make fun of it again, that tells me that that movie was worse. It, but the. There's something to the enjoyability of how bad it is, though. It, it's hard. It's hard to quantify, but it's, it's a, it's, it's Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat versus the first, uh, Super Mario movie. See, the, the first Super Mario movie is worse. It is, but Mortal Kombat, the first one's not a gem. I think it is. You you would put it up against Schindler's List. And put it up Whoa. against the raid, no, no, and put no, it. Against, I gonna, what did I say? I I'm said not gonna, I'm not gonna put Mortal Kombat on S tier. That's what I list, said. Is but it I the also best? think that Mortal Kombat is one of those movies where it deserves to be watched, not to make fun of it. I think it deserves to be watched to praise the kind of video game. It's one of the. It, 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 if not, no, it's not the first. I think the first video game movie of all time would be Tron. So if you're going to go by the product of the times, go Tron, Super Mario Brothers, and Mortal Kombat, which movie I would 100% say actually had something going for it and was made with passion. The first Mortal Kombat movie was definitely made with somebody that had the eyes of, I like this product, but what else can we do? And they didn't do anything else. But that's also Paul Thomas. Paul not Thomas. Paul I, but I would argue that Jonah Hex had a a notoriety before and after this film that this film tried think, to capitalize on. I think and more people failed. knew about Howard the Duck as far as comic book characters go than they did Jonah Hex. That no, but the thing is, 
I think that people know more about Howard the Duck, but because of the film, I don't even think that people really know that Howard the Duck is a comic book movie. What from the like? If we're if we're going that now we are transported into 1988. No, no, I'm talking about 2020, 2021. No, but I'm saying in the 80s. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think anybody knew who Howard the Duck was as far as a comic book character? Is? Maybe very lightly. Um, and I think it, it it got introduced that way, but it's the same thing like Constantine. There's many people that don't realize that, that Constantine movie. Oh yeah, one because I know people that don't know movies. Lucifer is part of the Constantine right. franchise. Yeah, and so like I'm doing a little bit of reading on Jonah Hex's stuff. What I'm saying is I don't think they ruined Howard the Duck. You think they ruined Jonah Hex? I'm wouldn't be excited if they told me they were doing another Jonah Hex. There's a live action jo- uh, I kind of sort of would go what you're telling me dead dead you're telling me right now right they're like <laughs> they both they both have that tomorrow happens and yeah. both movies are announced yeah you're asking me which one I would be more excited for yeah the reason why I would be more excited for a Jonah Hex movie is because you I even know first of all you need to say that so people can hear it you're gonna tell me right now that instead of seeing another anthropomorphic duck from outer space you're still picking the cowboy the reason why is Don't because... Don't say it first. Tell the people. I'll say it right here. The reason why I would be more excited for a reboot of Jonah Hex than a reboot of Howard the Duck Madness. is because in that initial... Except it Green, just bro. came in that It just came out right now. In that initial, it just came out. Howard the Duck did more than Jonah Hex did. Howard the Duck managed to get a cult classic where Jonah Hex is literally hated 11 years later. So why gamble that again? Just to play devil's advocate? Because, because I feel like we have more technology now to where the technology... A duck could have. do more. A duck could do even duck more things. I think the duck would do less because of the amount of high technology we have. They would go so beneath the bar for Howard the Duck. They wouldn't try. Have you seen Paul with, with, Nick, with Nick, um, Nick Frost and, yes, and, yes, and yes, Seth? Yes. Now imagine that, but from a product where no one originally cared about the character. You're going to get a worst off version of Paul. Paul is a better version of Howard the Duck, in my humble opinion. Paul is uh, a way yeah. better version of Howard yeah, the Duck. Yeah, I will give you that. I'll give you that. But you're telling me you can't do that and then make it good? I think because of the kind of character that Howard the Duck is and because I of the think, kind of technology think- we have, they would go not as hard in my opinion that's the problem in my opinion this film failed because it went for romance if you did a 2020 howard the duck and you put him around some of the funniest improvers or you know uh sketch comedians or whatever if you do howard the duck in 2006 with like co-stars like bill Hader and will arnett seth rogan dave franco all them all all them in there will or will ferrell steve carell uh, Fred Armisen. And, and I think that. that could totally. Jason Mazakis and yeah, you know what? I think that could totally. Howard work. Howard the Duck in a two thousand, I would say eight to two thousand eighteen, in that frame of decade, one hundred percent one of the greatest movies you will ever get. But we not don't even. Have enough but of not that now. But not even Chris Pratt, Denzel Washington can make a western comeback. <laughs> in, in in you know you you <laughs> you, you what? 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 what I liked. I like it's fine. it's fine. It didn't make Avengers I, money. I it didn't make no like Avengers money. The Magnificent Seven. It didn't make Endgame money, brother. And guess what? Guess what? Howard the Duck is in Endgame. <laughs> so it all comes back around. Yeah, but you know what? Jonah Hex is in the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. Arguably one of the best first seasons of a of a comic book TV show. Yeah. DC's a whole started. episode. 
dedicated to Jonah Hex. He's oh Jonah Hex. The character is all over uh, Batman the animated series, Batman Brave of the Bow. Oh, the he's, in the, he's in the Justice League Unlimited with the vigilante. Yeah, the character is popular as hell. They just failed him. But Josh, Brolin, I don't come think back Josh Brolin. But I don't think Josh Brolin did a bad job playing him. Take the gum off your face, Brolin. Sorry. Honestly, honestly, if we're gonna rank Josh Brolin's comic book performances, I would throw this above Cable. I would honestly say that Josh Brolin did better here than he did as Cable. I feel Josh Brolin phoned in on Cable because he was surviving off of the credibility of I'm Josh Brolin. I I kind of I could kind of get what you're saying there. Like like Josh Brolin wasn't being I'm the man, I know how how to act. I am a thespian. My father was James Brolin. Josh Brolin in as Cable was being very hammy. I'm sorry. I loved you know me. I love Deadpool too. But Cable was a very hammy performance. Well, he should have been more boisterous, bigger and bigger He wasn't, but yeah. that's what it is. He wasn't boisterous at all. To where even when you get down to the nitty gritty of getting to know who Cable was as a con- as a character in Deadpool 2, he was just why should I care? Why should I care about this guy Cable? Jonah Hex, I cared. This man literally watched his family get burned alive while he was tied to a cross. Yeah. With damn John Malkovich being monologuing. It was so mustache-turned. We've seen this a million times before. He didn't kill my family, so now I'm out for revenge. Oh, that Jonah Hex. He, he never tells... He never gives death consent or something like that. <laughs> That's the kind of shit they would say about Jonah Hex. But I'm about done beating your dead horse of a film. Are you done beating mine? I am done because all I care about is the fact that there was a damn rape scene in there. There was no rape scene in mine. There, I want you I will get... I will pay every listener that listens, and he gets the numbers. And I'll give each one $1 million for every second of penetration shown on screen. Anyone rape, want to take that? Rape doesn't have to be penetration. Oh, look at, uh, look at, look at who's, who's took in the red pill this morning, Dan. Uh, but we Not are all about... sexual activity. We are all about consent here. As part of Major Issues Podcast. We hopefully, love consent. Hopefully you guys have been consenting adults and listening to our uh Yeah, don't our listen episode. to Against Your Will, please. That's where the real monsters are. Anyone who tries to get you to be someone, do something against your will. Those Act are like real, you're not. That's, those are real true monsters, just like that pedophile that was in my film. And I'm sorry for those guys. And sorry for any sensitive subject matter that was brought up on this episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Yes, no, we but, definitely don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But... This episode goes on a stack of a uh, long list of episodes. Like 180 at this point? One Over 180 episodes at this point. Every single episode of this podcast is available at comicbookclick.com slash major issues. It's the one stop for all of our podcasts. Uh, and information about us, articles written by us. It's awesome. It's, it's all ours. Everything that gets put up there is something put up as a labor of love, including all of our merchandise available at tpublic.com. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. The Witch Was Worse series is always incredibly fun. Um, we have every single episode of the Witch Was Worse series, like I said again, at comicbookclick.com. And it, we even had a tournament uh, to discuss some of the worst of the worst. So go and check all that out. Every single episode, again, available at comicbookclick.com. You might get another one. Who knows? How many, we, like, we, we do these quarterly. Yeah. We literally do these once every uh, weather season. So every spring... Summer, 
uh, fall and winter, you will get a comic book click, which was worse exclusive. Yeah. If you haven't caught the pattern by now, it's literally every three months in a 12-month period, so four of them, four times a year, you're going to get a comic book click exclusive, which comic book movie was the worst of which two. Yes. Um, and yeah, we, we're doing that in a bunch and a whole bunch. But if you already have a podcast app on your phone, Podbean, Stitcher, podcast app, the Apple podcast app, Spotify, Podcast, Pandora, YouTube, iTunes, Find. We're available wherever podcasts are found. It's so cool to be on Spotify because I could just turn on my Xbox, play video games, and listen to an episode of Major Issues Podcast. If you have a Google device, Google Podcasts can pull up the Slacker Radio. Podcast. I think iHeartRadio. Yeah, like... if you have one of those like home devices, you can say, uh, hey, Google, you know, play the Major Issues Podcast, and we'll be the first ones to pop right up because we're always talking about the latest and greatest things to come to comic books. And comic but books you media. have to say Major Issues Podcast. If you say just Major Issues, you're going to get news. And Stressful get really news. And you don't very depressing news. Yeah, you don't want to hear any of that. Here a bunch of idiots argue about Ducks versus Cowboys here on the Major Issues Podcast. That's <laughs> the only place you can do. do that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, aside from this, we do all of this free of charge and do all of this for you guys. So if you guys want to help and support, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't because we're always trying to improve things here as part of the Major Issues Podcast. Um, but if you want to put some money where your mouth is, you can actually donate. You can become a patron of Comic Book Click by going to patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse and donating. For as little as $3 a month, 10 cents a day, you can help uh, independent content creators like ourselves continue what we're doing and keep the lights on here becoming a very very hot summer so we need to keep our fans on help us keep our fans on yes please be a fan and help us keep our fans on in 2021 uh and become a patron uh that would be incredibly helpful what we really want is for you guys to join the conversation you can do so by going to facebook.com slash comic book click instagram at comic book click or you could use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest hot and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media I'm also at Major Issues CBC on Twitter. So go ahead, reach out. We got memes, we got schedule updates, we got news all dropping across all social media. So follow us because we would love uh, to have some conversation with you guys and find out what's going on in comic book land. But I think that's about it for our outro. I think I thanked everybody I would need to thank. Um, so I guess it's time to say, I don't even know what's up. You know what's up next? Um, Loki, June 9th. No, that no Loki's I mean, coming that, out yeah, next. That, but I don't June think that's what we'll be covering. Now. No, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it'll be something cool, people. <laughs> we're gonna put on some elevator music real quick while I look. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what's up next, but we'll be covering something definitely. We have. We will be covering week. Flashpoint. New oh, <laughs> Flashpoint. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get back to Flashpoint. Uh, unless, unless, it, unless it changed. No, I'm almost certain it's that gonna that's be, still there. After Howard the Duck is Flashpoint, Superman Returns, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi's getting moved. And Swamp Thing already got moved because um because uh, of uh, uh, Black Widow. Oh, yes, yes, that's Black which I'll be on because I already, I, I've been called Black Widow since, like, last year. Yeah, but the next step so. is Flashpoint. A very pivotal and, there, and controversial. Did anybody call it? Because it looks like no one's called. It. I might, I might have a copy where someone's called it, but we'll, we'll I don't double see check. anybody called it. But if you don't, if any, if no one's called it, let me know because I will watch. Are we, we covering the movie, right? The, no, we're covering the comic. 
Oh, the comic. Ooh, I think I might want to read that. Yeah, and that's the start I mean, of the new Fifty Two, right? It's hum- yeah, it's humongous. There's way bigger tie-ins, but we're not doing any of the tie-ins because it's humongous. It's a, it's a it's a universe-changing event. So almost every character has a title in the Flashpoint universe. But we're going to back in time to see when DC changed their timeline because it looks like there's some funny stuff going on in this next Flash movie. Uh, we just released some images from that, so it looks like things are yeah, going crazy there. So join us next week for Flashpoint when we change our time. Uh, Thank you for joining us this week. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Dan, the comic book movie man today. And this has been our Which Was Worst series where we pit Howard the Duck against Jonah Hex. And remember, some sex with ducks is consensual. I don't know if I want to get on on record. I don't know if I want to be on record saying that. Uh, The prostitutes can make fine friends. Keep, definitely be on record saying keep that. your gold balls to yourself uh, <laughs> keep uh keep all your ducks uh cover all your duck breasts I- i'm floundering here uh put uh watch a better film how about that <laughs> you guys watch a better film join us next week don't watch any of these whether you're again. part of the confederacy or part of a place no. called planet duck whether, you, whether, whether you're you a fight. scientist or a janitor, it depends on your station in life. And whether you are performing illegal sex acts on film or off of camera. <laughs> uh, those two things, you're not worthy. But, <laughs> but everybody else, remember that we are the clique. And remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs>